bit Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind White supremacy outside is frightful but denial is so delightful we're in lockdown 4.0 so let it go let it go let it go Woo! that was good that was really really good i don't know if many people well i hope you guys watched um you know the patreon video that you put out the other day the pick a power reading. The pick a power reading. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're on Patreon, they would have yeah, seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you guys actually saw that because oh, so you key... come here to embarrass me. Yeah, okay. because <laughs> you you decided to sing a song on there. It was called Lauren Hill's Water. I don't even know how I managed to know it because of how you sung it. <laughs> but the key that you chose was oh my goodness, it was it was something. It was really, really, really something. So the one week I don't give you a song to guess, you just decided I go that back you... to a song that you sung. <laughs> So you just wanted to tear my singlet. Yes. And we're not even a minute into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but I love the song you chose this week. It's very um apt if that's if that's the word. Because it's snowing like a motherfucker. Like it's giving us that Disney Channel snow right yes. now. Yes. I was surprised when I was like driving um this morning. I just thought to myself, wow, this snow is proper thick, like thick, you know, like thick, fluffy as yeah. it's coming towards the windscreen. Yeah, I said, and, it's set- and it's settling as well. Yeah. The, the snow is racist. It's <laughs> It was just like, oh, I want to give more oppression. That's what I want to give. But I'm glad I was able to go for a run. I went for a run um, and it was just nice. It was just but you went nice... for a run in the snow? No, oh, before, it, happened, before okay. it started snowing. I knew that we were going to have snow, but sometimes they say we're going to have snow and then nothing. So I was just like, no, I'm just going to go for my run. And I haven't run for a few days as well because I've just felt a bit down. Hmm. So I've um, gone running. And actually, it's always funny when that happens because I'm just like, this is the time I need to run most when I feel like this. So then this morning I was just like, no, nah, need to get out need to go for my run and I went and it was amazing um and there was no snow and literally finished the run went in had a shower stepped outside bam boof snow was snow. everywhere everywhere no there's the snow ain't the snow ain't playing at all I just think it's just it's, it just adds to that kind of the lockdown depression everyone's already feeling yeah like yeah. I wasn't even able to go out because of lockdown but fam the snow yeah no it's just like <laughs> I ain't going out at all but it's interesting I think it depends because instantly when the snow started I saw people running outside people that if you ask them <laughs> well, to have dem- a bath what demographic are these are people right these you ask these people to go and have a bath they'll be arguing with you about water consumption and wanting to help the environment <laughs> as that's the reason but they saw that snow and they were like yeah Snow, snow fight. Yeah, snow fight. You want to go and bring people that don't know how to clean up after their dogs. This is what I can't stand about London. Like people let dog leave dog poo everywhere. I like dogs. I don't like dog owners because it's just messy. It's just disgusting. Like pick up after your dog. So imagine now you want to go and do snow fight on a council estate, (laughs) and that snow has has covered the dog. 
you know it, you'll just be dashing dog shit in people's heads. <laughs> no, I could, I could never. I'm sorry, I could never. I got over. When, when was the first time I experienced snow? I want to say there was one really snowy February. Um, why did I say it like that? There was one really. <laughs> snow- why do I do it? Why do I pronounce words like February? February. <laughs> Um, there was one really snowy month. I want to say it was Feb. <laughs> I want. I want to say it was. It was Feb. Yeah, Feb. Yeah, Feb. February. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was probably the first time I experienced snow. This was has to be in like secondary school. What this was like, um, fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like it was super thick. It was. It probably lasted for like I don't know, like a week or so. But that was the only. That was the first and last time I've enjoyed snow. Ever since then, now it's just like an inconvenience, an absolute inconvenience. It just doesn't need to happen. And now we're in lockdown, and you want to give us snow as well. Just trying to make sure that some people can at least stay inside. Like stop going outside. I keep telling you lot to not go outside. So since you don't want to listen, here's some snow. Sit the fuck down. Bam. Um. But yeah. Anyway, let's just introduce the episode then. So welcome to another week of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. And it is me, Kalechi, in a blood clot place to be. And me, Sadiq. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did we ever talk about Lupin? <laughs> why did you? Why are we pronouncing? <laughs> why are we, what's uh, what? What is it with the pronunciation today? Like it's Lupin. 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 <laughs> We're saying it like a Yoruba. Yeah. Lupin. Abi. Kini Shon. Yeah. Abi Lupin. 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 No. Lu. I think we did talk about Lupin. Arsène Lupin. <laughs> No, actually, I think when we spoke about it, and you hadn't watched it. Yeah, I hadn't watched it. And I think you've, well, you've watched all I've watched episodes it all, now. I and I love it so much. The French Omar Idris Elba. is beautiful. I think that I've got to push back here. Like, when people say he's the French Idris Elba, it really upsets me because Uncle Itchy Elbo is not... Um, <laughs> oh, God. I just don't... I know that Idris Elba is an attractive man. I just don't find him attractive. I think that Omar Sy is just incredible i i personally i just liked him better and and i and i'm really sorry one day i'm gonna probably work with idris elba and i probably will delete this episode so <laughs> it can never be found but i just have to say that i think that omar Sy is a better actor i see what you mean and actually a lot of people were were kind of up in arms about the idris elba comparisons because for those of us that don't know you know omar Sy has been putting in work yes. he has been he is omar Sy. he doesn't get compared to anyone it's just yeah. for us ignorant english lot that see it now and like oh okay yeah he's like idris elba and like he's and been omar yeah. Sy. And we we Twitter are like you know they don't like that comparison because we we oh French we we Twitter French oh my god <laughs> no but serious quick side note why are black French men so racist because of the level of racism that France um, embodies okay do you know what I mean because so then what makes them all relax their hair because of that level of racism I don't think it's actually relaxer that relaxes their it's hair the like racism that it's the that's... racism <laughs> Okay. It's I the thought... racism that penetrates their hair follicles that makes them <laughs> that level of racism. Okay, okay. Because they'll be greasy at the front and then you know they try and do the quiff as well. Yeah, and oh, then they'll shave the sides oh, sometimes dying. That's the one that really pisses me off. But even talking about that kind of anti-blackness that kind of runs through France... Um, and someone mentioned that whilst watching Lupin... I, and it's so sad, I'll put my hands up and say I didn't actually clock it immediately. 
Where's the black women? Where are the black women? Somebody said, oh, I hate when comparisons like this are done because there was a black woman that was like the, at the cleaning agency. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be so loud again on this episode. <laughs> I fucking yelled. Oh, I said... And this, this is what you brought. This, this is thing. what you brought from your heart. Because even when I did go back and think, because you know, there's certain things you're not thinking about when you're watching the show, especially if it's about like a show about like theft and all of this. You're yeah. not really thinking about certain themes, right? But then when I did think about, it, I was like, hold on. When they did want to introduce a bit of black, they gave us a mixed race, a light skinned wife. You know, yeah. the mother of his child. Was she not white? She's actually? white. I'm stupid. I'm so, mixing yeah, something else. She's white. She was white. Yeah, she was it was white. the boy that was mixed race. Yeah, obviously, it was the boy yeah. that was mixed race. And what? why it's so funny is that because you say that and it's something that you thought about afterwards the whole time i was watching it i was very uncomfortable because i was just like where are the black women in this like literally i okay like aya nakamara yes like but why do they not have much to say i know that women generally didn't say much in the whole thing like the whole fair yeah yeah, but i mean but then i say that but the mum you know that older woman she was saying something the journalist was saying something the julie or whatever the fuck her name was the one that he fancied when he was younger like she said to you i thought black people is it true what i heard about black people and he said what and i was just like this is gonna go left very quickly and oh i've heard that they can't swim and so you struggle swim over to her and um you strim over to her your struggle swim to her and then you kiss like i thought is this the bondage that you are in honestly it made me it made me feel a type of way but when we're talking about like really good um story writing when we're talking about really really good acting we're thinking about lupon i just loved it i just you know for me why i enjoyed it so much is because literally Every time I've said the kind of role that I want to play in something, everyone knows that I love playing the role of a villain. Like, I want to play, like, a mastermind villain. But at the same time, the kind of role that Omar Sy has in this is the exact role that I want to play. And I think that what made it so amazing is that people love to go, oh, well, black people, how are we going to be able to dress you up and put you in various costumes and then you're not recognised? I love that there was the, you know, the suspension of disbelief that he wore this different outfits and we just automatically saw him as different people. Yeah. And why they played on that more so is because they said, well, all black people look the same. I to love, you. And I, I love, I love they, that they brought that in. I love that they brought that in because they needed to make that a thing where it's like, you can't really recognize. And they did that through the taxi dad. driver, through the dad. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, brilliant. Cause you're setting the theme here now because we all know white people are really bad yeah. at recognizing black people. And I'll tell you a story. So I've, uh, we've had a, a, a reshuffle in, in teams at work and um, I'm now kind of managed by someone who was managing a different team anyways we we've all been on lockdown we haven't seen mm. each other right i kid you not when i had like a one-to-one with this person they were looking at me like yeah, of course you're sadiq of course <laughs> yes of, yes you're sadiq yes i know of course i remember yeah. are you convincing me or convincing yourself <laughs> that's what i was thinking i'm like yes that's sadiq yes and i was just like oh no it's okay if you if you forgot it a little bit because i do have cane rolls and they were like no no of course i remember you i've got so i was just like yeah White people, black faces, nah. Nah, nah. And it goes to show when you look at how many black people have been wrongly convicted. Yes. And just all of those kind of any things. Any black will do. Any black will do. All you just need to do is have a hoodie. Yeah. So if all of you, I mean, you know, any of you are out there writing these um, plays or your producers or directors, 
you need to, if you've got a female kind of role that's similar to Omar size one, I need to be casting it. And don't ask me to send a self-tape. I'm tired of sending self-tapes. Just give me the role. I'm all self-taped out, okay? Just (laughs) give me the role. Like I, you know, black supremacy, you know, like just give me the role. (laughs) I'm I'm over all these self-tapes. I'm tired, all right? Um, But yeah, I, I really felt uncomfortable with just like the, the, deluge if you can even call it that the avalanche of white women in that thing and i was just like but we could have had a black woman in here who was desirable Mm -hmm. and you're saying you're telling me that he was the only black boy in his school only black boy and there was no you you, they set it up so he met his partner when they were at school cool but in that time he didn't interact with any other black women so the only other black woman that we saw him with with the only black woman we saw him with was that cleaning lady from what i remember i don't remember the cleaning lady that's what's mad um at the um, employment office or whatever. So, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, but we didn't even get a flashback of his mother. No. So you, 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 they were just like, look, we've cast one black person. We don't want to see anybody else yeah. on screen. And it's like they can tolerate seeing black men on screen, but can't really tolerate seeing black women on screen. And so we need to talk about that misogynoir. Like, oh, it's, it's very, it's very prevalent when I was watching it. But that goes to show that it has to be a fucking good show for me to clock all of that and watch every single episode. Yep, I agree with you on that. And even even when I think about, like, the misogynoir and everything, it makes sense as to why, um, you know Aya Nakamura, right? Yes. Or Jaja. Like, her success has been so kind of, like, under the microscope in a way and it, it understands um, sorry it makes sense because it's like someone like her coming from france they should have never made it yes do you get I me mean? but people are shocked that she's not only she's super talented yeah. she's very black yes do you get what i mean she's yeah. a dark-skinned black woman yeah. do you get what I mean? she's beautiful yes and i think that is what that's probably she's she's going to become an exception and it's just about how people like her continue to um you know leave the door open yes for people like her um, but there's only so much door opening she can even leave uh, you know do and oh, because yeah. it still comes down to the industry and sometimes the industry is literally like look we've let one of you nignogs in that's it's it en- that's enough you know black men we've got space for because we you know that's fine but you no no we, we don't have space for for things like that but it was just interesting and you know I hope that they get a season two maybe they have gotten a season two oh, no, so it's, it's in part so they have gotten the part two is definitely coming yeah so yeah. I just hope that they consider that and they don't make it they don't take the piss. Like, give the black woman, like, a good role. Don't take the piss and be like, oh, and here you if are. If they do give a black right. woman a role. Because that's all they ever want to do. Like, they'll hypersexualize the black woman and be like, oh, you could be a sex worker. That's it. But you're not going to speak. You're just going to stand there in the corner. Like, no, you can expand beyond that. If we're going to be a sex worker, at least can we have lines? And we mm-hmm. Can we have some really good lines, please? Mm-hmm. Some texture. Yes, you know, some complexity, some nuance. But, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that. I, and I just think Omar Sy is absolutely beautiful. He's just a beautiful human being i i was i it's rare that i watch something and i'm like i'm gonna go look at this person's instagram and i went on his instagram and i was just like double tap double <laughs> tap double tap I don't is know. he the same age as idris no i think idris is older than he yeah, is i imagine Idris is a bit older yeah yeah and they've just got different builds as well like i presented the an award to idris at what the screen nation awards um a couple of years ago is he maybe. short no he's tall oh he's tall he's he's well built like i Honestly, I see why people find him so attractive. I just do not see. And I think that what might have happened is that I first really interacted with him when I was watching The Wire and he played Stringer Bell. 
And the accent that he did in that really jostled my soul. Oh, I did no. not like the accent at I all. I heard he got a lot of heat for that. Yeah, and I also didn't like Stringer Bell as a character. I hated him as a character. Oh, and no. you know, like, sometimes that's what's really tough. As an actor, if the how people come to know you is you playing really, really well, horrible character. Yeah. It's hard to like you thereafter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just struggled to like him because I fucking hated Stringer Bell. Um, so yeah, so that's that. The, why we sharing this? We just felt that we would. But Bling Empire, you've watched. Yes, Bling Empire, I've watched. I want to say I properly watched the first four episodes of it. Yeah, and definitely, for me, it's given me um, what was that show that we liked with the real estate sunset sunset selling sunset, selling sunset. Yeah. yeah, it's very kind of giving me that kind of selling sunset vibe. Very scripted. Very kind of scripted. Yes, I, I'm favorite characters is Anna because she's you know mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not a big fan of Christine. I like I like Bling Empire. I don't know where it I don't know where it will go. But I don't. I, I mean like... spoiler, if you haven't watched it, you might want to stop listening for the next five minutes oh, because yeah. we go into some things. But I watched the entire thing and um I I don't like any of them. I don't like <laughs> any of them. I Not even Kane. Kane as cultured as he is. Kane is cultured and I think that he's lovely. his filler's just really make me uncomfortable that seems to be a look in um how do you get so rich that you're okay looking like a gerbil like i i don't i want to know that level of like wealth where because a lot of people do it they get to that level of wealth where they look like stone like their forehead or nothing moves or they look like chipmunks my theory is that like you get so rich and it's like hmm i want someone to try me Do you know what I mean? I want someone to try me. Let me go and do this to my face and let somebody chat shit. Wow. I think that's what it is because it's just like you get bored of money. I I, I truly, watch through watching shows like that, I think it's possible to get bored of money. When you're seeing, um, what's her face with the, um, you know, the one that always, you know, the one that always enlarges her eyes. Um, um, Sherry, Sherry, yeah. She, yeah, her. when she is looking at Birkin bags, like, oh my god, what is this? When yeah. she's looking at AP watch, yes, <laughs> yes, she's like another watch, another watch. Really? Oh because my god, because he didn't give her an engagement god. ring. If I had an hour with Kane's American Express, I would destroy the thing. <laughs> Let me even tell you, he will get a notification and he probably doesn't even get notifications <laughs> for little purchases, but he will get a notification. He replied to me, you know. Really? Yeah, I wrote that on Twitter. I was like, I just need an hour with his card and he wrote, ha ha ha. I was no, like, he's, he's, I think that he's friendly and I think that he is actually like a nice friend. Um, so he's cool and I think that he, he is cultured so he saw the disrespect in Kim Lee going into Anna's house and then uh, with that useless one what's his name Guy or whatever and they went and they found a penis pump in a shower I don't understand what's why people penis pump? I don't know oh. but I, I only got introduced to this penis pump hydro hydro <laughs> something penis pump because they found it in Anna's shower and so that happened and I'm just like but how dare you go into someone's home and start wandering about and then you take the penis pump and dash it out of the window like you're so disrespectful <laughs> and Anna was just like you don't do that and then Kim the entire time was like but I didn't do it and I don't like her black scent and I think she looks a lot like Kylie Jenner fuck which one's Kim is Kim the one with the, the DJ yeah but she the one with the glamorous mum the one that mixed the, the, the mum that was teaching her how to pose yes <laughs> I love that mum <laughs> I, you know when she threw off that jacket? 
reminded me of mummy. I was uh, yeah, like, she of is course. very much mummy. Mummy will follow me to a photo yes. shoot and be like, Kilechi, Kilechi, oh my need, let you pause by. <laughs> and just show your chest. No, she, she doesn't even want that one. <laughs> ah, cover it, cover it. Ah, uh-uh. you know, my, 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 what's it, Fisita? No, she doesn't want that. But she'll be telling me how to pose or she'll be like, this makeup that they've done, you look like a masquerade. So, um, but yeah, Kim, I just think that she lacks home training. Like she, you can't go into someone's house and be doing any of that shit. I really didn't like it. And then when Anna is clearly upset, you don't want to apologize because you don't see what you've done wrong. Wrong and strong. And Kevin, I don't like him either. I know that he's the protagonist and we're meant to kind of see this world through him. But I also think it's interesting that he's been brought up by white people and I very much feel like he moved like a white man the whole time. Oh, he time. does. I hate how, I just hate how he tries to make out like he's poor. Like, I don't care if you don't have as much money as Kane or any of those people, you, but you know for sure you ain't poor. Yes. You're not poor. Yeah. He tries to make out like, oh, these 1,000 Dior shoes. Even telling you, the first thing he said to his mum, mum, look at my shoes. I was just like, it was so cringe. Oh, horrible. And on the subject of his mum, I don't like his mum either. Because how are you then talking about, um, you met Kelly for the first time and she was just like, and he said, oh, this is my future wife or something, even though she's with Andrew. And he was <laughs> like, and she said, oh no, her hips are too narrow. I <gasps> thought, you as a white woman, why did you think that was an appropriate comment to make? Like what? What are you talking about? It's a very oh. odd show, and but the worst part has to be when they went to go and find Kim's dad oh, without yes. her permission. I thought that was so intrusive. <laughs> I horrible. thought that was disgusting. It's actually a horrible thing to do. Like someone said to you, "I am not interested in knowing who my father is." You said, "Yeah, no, sure, no worries." And then, and then you went to go and do it. No, the thing is, she was she was just like you know she she went to the extent of getting a um, private investigator. She did want to know, but once oh, okay. they got the when they got the phone um, when they got his phone number. They called, nobody answered. You know, she let oh, she let Kevin call, nobody answered. And they left it as that. She did not, na- and I think Kane said something like, I'm bored, let's go to South Carolina and go and find him. And um, Out of boredom. Out of boredom. Let's go and find my father, my father, because you're bored. Um, <sighs> and so she kind of left it. She didn't say anything about that. She was just like, mm-mm, and left it. So you've posed this question to her she hasn't responded to you and you and kevin have taken it upon yourselves to go to south carolina to go and find her dad intrusive it's disgusting i really and the way that she you know i liked when they first started telling her about what happened and she was just like you went without my permission but then she switched it up i guess when she got the news and she was just like oh i'm glad you went and i think that they might want to force a relationship with kevin and kim because clearly Kelly's Kim still the with one, Andrew. Oh, okay. Kelly's with Andrew, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Let me tell you something. Whew. Andrew will beat you. Whew. Andrew is abusive. Yes. Andrew has some major, major issues. I keep, I kept dying at that scene um, where Kane, Kevin and Andrew are sitting down. And then Kane, I don't know what possessed him to, <laughs> what possessed him to say it. He goes, oh, was it Kelly or Kim? Kelly. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, Kelly doesn't like the fact that, you know, you don't want to do anal. Oh, my God. And they were eating at the time as well. And you could see Andrew's face. (laughs) Andrew has got so much anger. He was just like... He's such an angry guy. He looks like he wanted to throw the maddest bang. Oh! Oh, he was pissed 
off. And it's just the thing where, Kane, why would you say that? Why would you? He's just inappropriate. He's just inappropriate. <laughs> why would you but say that? you see that aspect of him, and then you see the other aspect of him with Cherie when her mum passes, and you know he's praying with her and oh, like, yes, being I like with her. That. And I like that aspect of him. I thought that that was he even really uh, he even said, "Can we pray?" He said, yes. like, "Yeah, do you want to pray?" And like, and he's then, very cultured. That's but like, then Kevin wanting to pray to you know pray at the altar with, in his boxers, and he was just like, "What would you go to um, a temple or whatever dressed like that?" He's, he's an just an, yeah, seeker. he's an attention seeker. I really don't like him he just moved a lot like a white man throughout the entirety of the show um even the way that he interacted with the rest of them he these mannerisms just struck me as very very white man ish and so i i didn't enjoy him at all but yeah i watched the whole thing i don't know why i just thought let me watch and i thought i'd share my opinions on the show because i'm not on socials at the moment so where i would usually be tweeting it but i just thought i don't want everybody else's responses i just want to talk about how yeah. I feel about the show yeah I think and- a lot of people have watched Bling Empire it's been like a especially with all of us on lockdown I'm sure all of us have watched it like- yeah and um, I think um, someone tweeted the, um, a quote from the show last week when we said you know um, when I said the difference between a first world country and a third world country is good marketing obviously in the context of the show we know what that means but because they tweeted that and you know they thought oh I'm tweeting it and it's people who you know listen to the podcast no come and see all the nigerians come through what do you mean by this do you actually know what a third world country looks like and da, 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 da. and i was just like see this is what happens when you don't have context for something and this <sighs> yes. is a perfect day to come off social media because otherwise i'm going to tell all of you about your mother's palm oil pussy Ooh. so let me just remove myself because we're not going to sit here going back and forth and explaining we what are the thing not. is because they don't listen to the podcast so they don't actually know that we're agreeing with you like we're agreeing with you that god but (laughs) it's mad but yeah bling empire lupin um all great shows i'm still watching the queen's gambit i kind of go in and go out oh oh no you need to get you need to finish that one i really really like that show i love a show that i don't expect to like but end up liking as basic as and simple as that sounds makes me want to learn chess yeah i mean i didn't know a thing about chess (laughs) i just i've hated the whole idea of chess everything but I was watching it now and it got me. It yeah. really, really, really got me. I love her black girlfriend. You know, yeah. there's always that random black yeah. person or random p- person of the, colour. The, 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 the magical negro. The magical negro. I loved her though. She was yeah. good in it. And I just, I really liked the whole show. I love the storytelling of yeah. it. Um, and fucking hell, the girl that plays the main character, what, is it Anna? Got her name. Oh gosh, that's not yeah. good. Uh, the the girl what plays the main character, phenomenal. Yeah, she's she was. I've I've really been enjoying it, and I like the relationship between her and the woman who adopts her. Yes, it was an interesting dynamic. Started that, off as like a uh, like a mother trying to uh, someone trying to be her mother, yeah. and then they ended up kind of reaching this stage where I was like, no, nah, you're not my mom, but we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. Yeah, and yeah. yeah we'll, we'll make this. And work. We'll, we'll make this schmuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so I like that as well. I and they were both like um, wounded in their own way. And it was just interesting how they kind of depended on each other. So yeah, I've really I've I've enjoyed all, all the episodes I've watched so far, but I would need to finish it. I'm you at a point where they Netflix need to, heads. Yeah, they need to get to Paris at the moment, which is where I'm at. Ooh. Um, it's not one of those shows where it's like, oh my god, shocking twist. Mm-hmm. It's just a good story. Yeah, it's just good. It's, I enjoy it. So I'm gonna finish it. Um and that's it, and I've just been taking my time with This Is Us because you can't cry every fucking episode. Oh my gosh. Oh God, this is us. I know that show is a, is a really serious show. I might restart it again. I'm, I'm, I think I'm on like season four. What do you mean restart it and you're on season four? 
No, I'm not. I'm not. Not like start from the beginning. I need to go back to season four and pick it up. I need to pick it up. Pick it back up again. That's basically what I mean. So have they had um Jake? Is it Jake or the the baby with the publications? They've had the baby. Um, I'm at this. I think the last thing I remember is um Randall's daughter. Um, she's becoming lesbian. Yeah. Um, becoming lesbian. Um and um we've got we've got the boy from This Is Us, the fantastic actor from This Is Us. He's I've just started to see his character. So maybe do you know where I am? Like you know the you know not This Is Us, sorry, when, they see, us. when they see us, sorry, yes, Jesus yes, Christ. Yeah, I know where you the are. Boy from yeah, when they see yeah. us. I'm so sorry, I'm season five. Philly. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm probably around the same area. Is that as season you. four, season five? Is it season four? Oh, yeah. Probably the end around the end of the season. But four, I'm loving but... it. I'm loving yeah. it. I'm interested in people that think that Jack is a terrible father. He's not. I like Jack. I really like Jack, but um, uh, one of the writer friends that I have, Abraham, he's all like, he's always tweeting, "I need you lot to join the Jake, um, the Jack Hate Club," because I don't know why you lot think he's such a great dad. Why though? But what I what I find so interesting about this is us is that how they you think you know a character and they're like, nope, yeah, that's phenomenal writing. Ah, amazing. That is phenomenal writing. Like that is brilliant. It's it's really really good, and then when they took us to Vietnam, and you know we learn more about Jack and all yeah, of that. It's, and his it's, brother, oh, Nick, Nicky, or whatever. Yeah. What it, they need to do though is I don't know why they think I don't. Is it for you? Is it believable that Rebecca is has you know she's because you know she's played all characters. Yeah. Mandy Moore. Yeah. Her her character. Yeah. What's her name? In the Mandy show? Moore, but Rebecca. Rebecca yeah, Rebecca. Pearson, yeah, 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 Rebecca Pearson. You know how she's played old, young. Yeah. You think that's believable? Yeah. You, to you yeah oh, okay fine because when she's the... when she's old I'm like Rebecca that's you take off that wig <laughs> I'm like take off the wig you even sound a bit young but she I think it, you maybe need to suspend a bit of your disbelief yeah, and just you be do. like actually I see it yeah because her um husband her new husband he's played all his um he ages. has but he's more believable so you're saying he just looks old yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. But I think for men, it's it's easier to believe. Yeah. What we're needing to understand with Rebecca is that she's still a spice, even in her old age. She's always been very attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and I th- and so I think that that's partly what it is as well, because it does feel like, oh, but you've just got a wig on. But she's just still attractive in her yeah. old age. That must be a really difficult role for her to play, though. Like, she's like, she's she's on this, the same age, if not a little bit younger than some of her people that she's the you know, mother of. Right. <laughs> But it's it's such an interesting dynamic, and I feel like she's really in her bag. I remember her from when her first single came out. She was in a car, you know, when I was much younger, and she was like a pop star. Don't you remember when she was Mandy Moore, the singer? Nope. Oh yeah, it's probably before your time. Yep. But um, <laughs> yeah, but she was a pop star, and I just remember a music video where she was sitting in a car, and um, the roof was down or something, and she was like, I can't even remember what the song was. Um, oh. But yeah, that, you, just, that was... you just gave me a fun fact. I didn't know she ever sang. Yeah, she was a pop star before all of this, which is why the role suits her so much as a singer trying to make it um, and stuff. Oh, but yeah, but yeah, she yeah, really yeah. flourished in this role. I really think she's in her bag. Um, Randall, he needs a break, man. Everyday trauma, really, really. He can't catch a break, no. Oh, I love Randall and Beth. Randall and Beth are just such a beautiful couple. Am I right in thinking, though, that when they give us a flash forward, we realise they're not together? I, f- I wonder where you... Mm, I don't know if they're not. Because they gave us a flash forward. Like she's we got see a dance she's, school. She's got a dance school. Yeah. I'm like... No, I think they are still together. Let's see. Yeah, but let's see. But if they're not, oh well. 
they had a good run, but they I hope that they really are. I, I would hate for the writers to break them up because why do you need to do that? Yeah. Um, Susan Kalechi Watson. Do they do more? Do they do more flash forwards? Yes, we see more flash okay. forwards. Yeah. I think that's where they're going to move towards now. And um, Kevin lives with um, with Rebecca. Rebecca lives with Kevin. Oh, okay. So yeah. she ends up leaving that guy. He maybe dies. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Because now we're, you know, well, yeah. Anyway, but it's a, it's a great show. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a great show. I'm, I'm I love this is us. I just need to watch it in bits. I can't watch more than an episode a day. Tops two. Oh, fine. Cause whew, I just feel like everything's taken out of me. But um, anyway, maybe we should get on with the show. Thirty minutes in. <laughs> um, tarot, like, where's the tarot? Do right, you still do tarot? Right. Tarot this week, for those of you who are on Patreon, um, as Sadiq mentioned earlier, you would have got your pick a pile reading where I was giving you beautiful vocals. <laughs> lol, lol, lol. <laughs> um, and you also have extra videos on there as well. While I'm off socials, I'll just be putting some bits and bobs on Patreon because um, it just feels like a nicer space, really. So that's patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. Um, Okafor. Say it that way. Yes. Um, and yeah, if you want to send us a letter, send it to SYM at Kelechio, um SYM at Kelechiocafor.com. You can send it to there. Um and yeah, that's that. So let's get into the tarot. Tarot, the first card we've got this week as a general reading, it's in terms of what what should we be looking at to allow us to move forward? What should we be, what spirit's advice for what we should be focusing on to allow us to move forward into a space of peace? And my theme very much this week is, is about peace. So we've got the Ten of Pentacles where for a lot of people, they I envision, you know, financial stability, a beautiful, peaceful family life and um, to be watched over and protected by ancestors and to, you know, and to grow into old age and just, you know, to live in a society that just feels great. And so to do that, a lot of us are getting into action, King of Wands. A lot of us are can see the thing that we want because we see the King of Wands looking at the Ten of Pentacles. We see the thing we want and then the fire is ignited within us now to go out there to get it, like to go out there and to make it happen. Like now we feel um, the motivation to, to just make physical the things that we envision for ourselves. However two of pentacles we're in two minds we're weighing things up we're in two minds about how to go about this because we've got five of swords in reverse we're tired of fighting our way through you know we're fi- tired of fighting our way through and everything feels like a battle and um it's, it's just an interesting dynamic to to see here but it's understanding that you no longer have to fight you no longer have to fight your way through things. If you have to keep fighting to be in a particular space to thrive, consider that the space is only an illusion in and of itself, really. Obviously, we know that like racism and uh, misogynoir and, you know, all of these things and sexism and, you know, transphobia and ableism, you know, we know we um, and, you know, homophobia, all of we know that there are so many things that are real, that are palpable, that are in our way. At the same time, the spaces that people think that they're keeping us out of because this is their motivation, whatever, you know, bigotry is their motivation. They think that they're keeping us out of these spaces. They can't because the space in and of itself is an illusion. It's it's, it's not real. So we can still go on to do the things that we want to do without them and and breathe into that. Like 
the, both of the cards that came out this week from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck as well as the Spiritual Seasoning for the Soul deck all talk about breathing. Take a deep breath, like breathe because you're so stress even right now as you're listening unclench your jaw relax your forehead because the tension i know why we're so tense because we feel so hyper vigilant we feel so on guard and we see the king of wands even on this card the king of wands has their fist clenched the one that's not holding the wand the fist is clenched like they are ready to to do what needs to be done to get to where they need to get to but consider that it's not everyday fight sometimes the victory is in letting people have their crumbs and stepping back and allowing for your feast to appear. You can't be going to fight people over crumbs. You know, it's it's not worth it. And also I think about this thing of, um, you know, like when you're trying to squeeze yourself into a small space, you have to hold your breath so you can get in and you can wiggle your way in. Fam, but when you get into the space, you're going to have to breathe out, Abby, or you're going to hold your breath forever and then you'll die. <laughs> so consider that. You want to be in a space where you can breathe out. You can undo your you, the buttons of your jeans and you can relax. You want to be able to be your full self. If you are trying to exist in spaces that people aggressively do not want you to wholeheartedly be yourself, then consider that those spaces aren't for you. And it's not, you're not losing a battle. You're not, you're failing at anything. You're literally redirecting your energy to somewhere that better serves you. And when you step back, I think that then you find people who are more aligned to you and with you. And you can go forward together. But you've got to learn to breathe. You should know that song. Ooh. Of course. We need to let it breathe. breathe. Who is it? Um, because you we gave... spoke about her. <laughs> yeah, who? Um, Ali... Blue Country. I was going to oh, say yeah. Alicia Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she did have a song. Um, you can't forget to breathe, breathe slow. slow. That, was, that was a good song. Yeah, yeah when they were trying to make her the UK's Beyonce, that was a very confusing time. <laughs> but, um, you know, but big up yourself, Alicia Dixon. But um, yeah, so that was interesting. But I'm glad you got it, Blue Cantrell. Thank you very much. Um, number 29 is the card that we get from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck. And it says here, breathe. The Oracle's message, patience in all things is called for right now. What do you need to do when you're in a rush? Slow down, of course. Meditate and trust. Breathe and repeat. Humans cannot exist without drawing breath, exactly. Now is the time to allow the life-giving element of air to replenish your body, your being and your very essence. Stop to smell the roses, breathe in the sunlight and release the darkness and miracles will appear. The relationship message here says, don't be in too much of a hurry right now. The heart needs time to open. Take a breath and let nature take its course. Release constriction and anxiety, for there is no need for tension. Savour the moment, and the waiting won't prove difficult. Your heart knows what the ego often resists learning. Patience pays off in deep and meaningful ways. Prosperity message says, you have worked long and hard. Your dreams are coming to fruition, and you want to hurry things along. You are the slow one moving languidly, yet still progressing right now, in a rhythm dictated by your authentic nature. The essence of your dream and the will of the universe. Slow and steady wins the race. You will indeed win if you relax. Stay the course, trust your intuition, and breathe. Protection message, 
inertia laziness and apathy are signs of not slowing down but um, are not signs of slowing down but of decay and lifelessness wake up and do something to shake this off go outside for some air walk in nature will, um, a walk in nature will remind you that all of life is ensouled and magical get some exercise move out of your head and get into your body and breathe in deeply each breath is precious and I love that because that's literally what I described at the beginning of the podcast that I was feeling down and I wasn't, I hadn't gone for my runs really this week. So this morning I was just like, no, I'm going to go for a run because I know exactly what I need. And I don't necessarily need to be by the water. I need to be by the trees. So I went for the run, for a run in the park, but I still found myself by the water anyway. And the message that I was giving to my patrons on Patreon with the video that I uh, put there from um, after my run is the fact that what we have to practice in this life and what I'm actively trying to practice in this life um currently is to find my little piece of heaven first you must find a little piece of heaven within yourself always you have to have that space within yourself that is your piece of heaven and that's why when they talk in the bible about the body being a temple and things like that if there is a temple what does a temple house a temple houses divinity so within yourself there is heaven so it's about locating that heaven and and residing there because heaven and hell as we describe it sometimes are ideological um weapons i think in some um, cases that have been used to stop a lot of people from doing many things and to live a life that serves um the church as a um oppressive force i would say in certain regards or just abrahamic religions across the board they use that as a way of controlling um people who historically were illiterate they they weren't able to read and you know so they were they were dictated to about how they should do things but now a lot more people are able to read um, and decipher things and intuit things for themselves so you have to trust that that the divinity has always been within you so you have to go inwards to find your piece of heaven and understand that even the life that you seek to create and manifest outwardly it can only really be a representation of the divinity and the heaven that you have created inside of yourself. Otherwise, whatever you create will end up being in some forms a miscreation because if you haven't found that heaven within you, how are you going to know that heaven or be able to create that heaven outside of yourself? So first you have to find the heaven within yourself and then you have to find the heaven within your home. So I think that for a lot of people where their mental health is affected and their emotions are affected is if they are in a space where they can't feel safe. And this is what we're finding a lot during lockdown as well. You know, we're seeing the rise in, um, you know, um, domestic violence situations and things like that because people aren't in situations where they can have their, their piece of heaven within the home and I think that everybody should deserves that and should have that and we should move towards a society and a world that allows for that to be the case for um for every human being and then you have to have the heaven in your external environment your immediate environment and for me it's usually by the water so I go there and it reminds me of just the flow and um beauty the effortless um beauty of life like whether you like it or not whether you're a hater or not flowers will continue to grow trees will continue to grow and um, you know air will continue to move the sun will continue to shine like your hateration is not stopping that and it's just reminding yourself that you are a part you are a part of that you are a spark of that effortless beauty and that no matter what higgy hagger is going on you have a right it is your birthright to have your piece of heaven um and that's why it's important to keep breathing, breathe in, breathing in and out to keep that life force going. And from the um, spiritual seasoning for the soul deck, we've got breathe in all the blessings and breathe out all the stressings. Exactly. 
so many things are out of our control and where we stress ourselves out is believing that we are in control of a lot of these things we control the things that we can and in the rest of them of the things we just have to let go and let god and trust trust that we are divinely held and and that we've been equipped to be able to weather the storm and this is why this um the wisdom of the oracle card deck said stay the course no matter how tempestuous and very very com confusing this current situation might feel stay the course because when everything calms down you will be surprised at just how things have fallen into place to give you the life that you've always desired and also to show you an aspect of yourself that you didn't even know was there and you would not have known it was there unless these things have happened so you're discovering the divine you through all of this um through this storm basically but you you always have shelter so just remember that so yeah that's that for the um pick a pile pick a pile reading that's that for the general reading if you want pick a pile you can join us on patreon uh, patreon.com forward slash kalechi okafor and also i've now updated my website because i can't ignore the calling any longer i've updated my website kalechi where you can book one-to-one -one tarot sessions or one-to-one -one consultation sessions with me because over the years you lot will send me emails about oh you just want to pick my brain and you're happy to pay and blah 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 so now you can book a consultation session if you want to ask me um about how you go about doing anything whether it's from podcasting to doing workshops or just general life bits and you just want that time that's on there and the tarot uh, sessions also on there and i just load my avail uh, my availability as it comes so now i've only loaded availability for february but when it gets to the end of feb i'll probably put up my availability for march as well so they're only they're very tiny slots because i'm a very busy person um so you can join us yeah you can join me there but that's that so i hope it resonated Ooh. the spirits be they, they're definitely working for you i tell you that <laughs> the tarot be tarrowing <laughs> I, know, I like that you mentioned the pick a pile because I really enjoyed the pick a pile reading. That was pile two. Oh, really? I yeah. was pile two too. I really enjoyed it. Wait, so you pick a pile? You I still pick a I still, yeah, oh. I pick a pile because the reason I pick a pile is because I'm a very stubborn student, right? And so sometimes I'll do a reading for myself and I'll see clearly what I'm being told and I'll be like, mm, I don't think that message really mm. is here. For someone else. Yes, for <laughs> someone else. Um, oh, I get what you're trying to say, Spirit, but in my opinion, and that's, <laughs> that's the issue. There is no opinion. So there's no opinion. You've just been told. And I'll be like, but I'll still be like, in my opinion, and usually it's like, oh, um, all of your things are coming, girl, but you just have to wait. And I'll be like, but in my opinion, uh -huh. I just don't see why I need to wait. Why can't things... <laughs> so why I do pick a pile is because I have no choice but to channel the message that I'm seeing and just accept what I've what what, what's is, the, what it is. Told. So what I do is I pick a pile in my head, but I just do the reading as is. Sometimes I might not even um, consciously pick a pile. Then I'll go back and watch the video and I'll choose my pile before um, the video starts. Because I was saying to you before, like when I'm doing it, I can't actually remember or process what I'm saying at the time. Some it's things, out, yeah. yeah, some things I'm aware of. So that's usually when I say drag me Lord, because I realize when the message is for me. Do you reckon it's like speaking in tongues? Maybe. But it's only afterwards that I'm able to listen to it, which is why I listen to these episodes back. After we've recorded it, I usually go back and listen and I'll be laughing like I wasn't here recording. <laughs> like saying what you're <laughs> laughing at. <laughs> People will start to think you love yourself. And why shouldn't I? <laughs> girls, the girls are getting content. Should I not also enjoy the content? I'm like, Fine. rah, you men are enjoying. Fine. This Fine. person's hilarious. <laughs> 
so yeah i go back and listen and then the piles really resonate so when i went back and listened to pile two i got dragged by my hair follicles um so yeah it's um it's great i just i just love i love doing it and sometimes i think that sometimes your calling in certain regards requires you to learn in front of people yeah so i definitely get that yeah so i'm having to learn so when i'm doing the reading i'm like rah that was a drag for me but it's the message i really really needed and probably would only channel if i'm giving somebody else advice yeah i get that so yeah, and and sometimes I watch very old episodes back where I don't remember what the hell I said, and I'll just pick a random pile, and then it's the message I needed at the time. Yeah, that's it. So, so I think that also it's my present self preparing information for my future self, Ooh. which is why I'm always saying like this. Manifest um, now, you just be like, oh, um, Kalechi, I know you've just won your first Oscar. <laughs> oh, t- talk it. <laughs> this is what you need to do today. Can you come? Congratulate me, please. As President Sadiq, can you congratulate me on my Oscar for future? Congratulations thank on you. the Oscar. Thank I thought you. the movie was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, we know what we had to face to get you that role. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you did get the role yeah. and you smashed it out of the park. Thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> I'll listen to this back and cry my eyes out. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you have to do you just have to manifest the thing manifest it talk about manifesting did you hear about rolling oh my god this is so off topic but you know rolling ray rolling ray i thought you were gonna say rolling loud (laughs) (laughs) no rolling ray you know the guy what's on the wheelchair and then he's kind of quite mean no oh, okay well there's this guy called Rolling Way he's on the on the wheelchair he's always kind of like saying mean things he was the one that was like it's Miss Toller no oh my where have you been you know I'm not out in the streets like that anyways he, this this guy was spitting really evil and like nasty things to people yeah anyways ended up in a wig accident my, my point was is that I felt like he manifested that wig <laughs> accident <laughs> it like literally it's burnt off like part of this I'm so sorry it's so bad it's so bad, but no, people need to stop saying horrible things. I just thought about that when you said manifesting. Like, you can manifest bad things as well. This is it. This is what I was talking <laughs> on the show about miscreation. You know, we are a spark of the divine. So you have to understand that if you want to move mad, it's madness that you'll see outwardly. Yeah. And you can't keep trying to uh, manifest badness onto other people or speaking badness onto other people and not expect that badness to come to and come find back you. To you in the form of a wig accident. <laughs> so you should have seen the video. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm probably going to get dragged for this. Let's move on. Sorry. <laughs> This is too bad. I actually need to go and see it. I'm just laughing. And I haven't even seen the thing. It's literally... Oh, it's literally it's just it's witnessing someone be so horrible to people wow. day in day out and then that happens to them what do you expect you're expecting sympathy you're not going to get sympathy you manifested that wig accident I'm sorry you probably just the whole side of the face is now I have to go and see it because I didn't even know this person existed. <laughs> Roland Ray, oh my god, you need to. When you see him, you'll be like, oh, you see memes and like, do you get me? It'll okay. make sense. Okay. There's no way you would never come across Roland Ray, oh my god. Yeah, I'm going to check it. Now, um, share your magnificence now that we know about wig accidents. <laughs> yes. Share your magnificence. I was just going to say quick shout out, two slaps on your chest, to Amanda Gorman. Oh, yes. Um, who did the inauguration poem. And I saw on Twitter that her book is now number one and number two in the Amazon charts. So I'm very happy for her. Oh, I thought she was a child. Yeah, but she's got published... Um... Oh, okay. No, she's not a child. I think... Isn't she in Harvard? Oh, God, this is horrible. Yeah, I'm going to just make sure. But I yes, think because on her page, I saw that it said that she's... um. You know, it says poet, activist, Harvard 2020 inquiries below. I just, yeah... Okay, how old is she? 
Um, let's see. Maybe yeah, this is the picture I saw. She looks very baby faced. Yeah, she, but you know, black don't, black crack. don't crack unless you do crack. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, just give us her her age, please. Twenty two. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, Amanda Gorman is an American poet and activist. Her work focuses on issues of oppression, feminism, race, and marginalization, as well as the African diaspora. Gorman was the first person to be named National Youth Poet Laure- um, Laureate. She published a poetry book, The One for Whom Food is Not Enough, in 2015. 2015, she published that book. How old was she? Small Pekin. Oh, wow, she was like 17. Wow. She put me to shame. Wow. I was still rhyming um, cheese with please. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible at 17. <laughs> <laughs> and she, her other book is The Hill We Climb. Um, she's at Harvard. Yeah, she's at Harvard. And yeah, she's 7th of March. She's oh. a Pisces like you. All we know is greatness. You yeah. See? That's wonderful. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm sure she. Um, I hope. I don't. I didn't even watch the inauguration, but I hope she um, came after J Lo because, you know, J Lo's performance. You needed to heal from it after. <laughs> it was not, not great, not great. Um, you know, I think with people like J Lo, it's really just nostalgia that keeps her in the celebrity sphere because now that we know the black women who were singing on your behalf yeah, I mean I know that they tried to do a versus the other night and one of them was really struggling I didn't watch it but um, yeah so Ashanti was there doing all your vocals, vocals for the longest even Christina Millian I think at one point was also helping her mm-hmm. so um, now that we know that you don't have them anymore you've got to sing for yourself what now? what are you gonna what are you gonna sing? but anyway she, she showed us what she's capable of but you know maybe you, I think the voice ages sometimes you know Mm-hmm. Especially so, if you didn't really have it to begin with. <laughs> well. But she can dance. Yes. Yeah. You know, she can beautiful, dance beautiful she can girls. Serve, she can serve cute abs. Yep, you know, yep, yep, yep. Great yep. body. Gorgeous great, gowns, gorgeous gowns. Wonderful. Um, but yeah, big up yourself, Amanda Gorman, because I just think it was wonderful that you were able to be on that stage and she was reading the hill from, she was reading from the hill we climb um, at the inauguration and whoever booked her had sense. You yeah. know, it was just very apt for the event and yes. um, yeah i just thought it was wonderful it made sense it did yeah i but like you i didn't actually watch the inauguration uh, for transparency uh, sake i didn't actually watch because you know i'm happy for you all i'm happy that you're happy and you know my mum is always well my mum hasn't always said that because my mum will say if you've got nothing nice to say say it anyway <laughs> so, yeah, my mum will say the not nice thing but i do believe that if you've got nothing and not if you haven't got anything nice to say don't say anything at all And, you know, I know that everyone needs hope and, you know, Trump is out, woo, woo, woo. But Trump was only the physical representation of a deep malaise that that America and the world at large still needs to reckon with. And that is not being done. A couple of weeks ago, you man were storming the Capitol. What happened to them? I did an Instagram live, a random Instagram live the other night. So if you want to still go and check out my content on Instagram at Kolechnikov, you can go and watch that live. It's about 30 minutes. But I talked about the fact that you know, these men stormed the Capitol and then um, next week or a couple of weeks later, Trump's done with his presidency. And then now Biden and all of these men are talking about unity. Now we we need, and um, you know, news anchors are talking about Biden and Kamala will unify the country. I do not want to be unified. I'm not in the, your country, first and <laughs> foremost, but enough. I don't want to be unified with white supremacists 
No. And they didn't just evaporate because Trump's no longer president. They are still there. Yes, in their droves. Right. So now what 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 do we hope will be accomplished by this new presidency? Hopefully a lot, but let's see how it all plays out. We're only a few days in or, you know, a week in. But I just couldn't watch because I couldn't get with like the the desperate hope that I felt like a lot of people, but I understand why they needed it. And I'm not an American. So if you needed that for you, I'm happy for you, but there's still so much that needs to be addressed. And the fact of the matter is that the presidency still represents um, um, an imperialist structure, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're changing the faces of it and being like, oh, we've got the first black this and the first black that. We've got the first woman this and the first woman that. If it's the the first black, the first woman, um, the face of, um, they're the first to do it and, be the faces of um centuries of oppression i don't know why i should be excited about that yeah and you know it's always a true colors thing i always think that like you know right now we're all happy we're all excited we're just all happy to have been to to rid ourselves of trump right yes but you know it's gonna set in maybe around towards the end of the year and it's gonna be okay okay trump is gone Mm -hmm. you know you guys have cleaned up all these mess what are we really 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 saying yeah and that's when we'll i feel like the true colors will start to show i feel like kamala will show her true colors before anything Mm. um i think biden will have a hard time staying awake yeah um dr biden his wife I think she will probably be as 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 hands on as Michelle Obama was. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I see all of that, but I just but don't her see this. Needs to not be hands on with people, as we've seen please, in the videos. Please, yeah. please, yeah. please, we're begging you. Um, and yeah, I just can't really see it being anything amazing. I think they're just gonna have to. They're just gonna have a hard time kind of dealing with all the mess that Trump made, and then you know they're not really going to be able to implement much in that time. They just want to go back to regular racism. And maybe, yeah, maybe they have racism, a, yeah, medium yeah. racism. If they can maybe have a second term, maybe something will change. But let's see how long Biden can um, stay awake and we'll go Ooh. from there. <laughs> we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, regarding Amanda Gorman, I just think that it's important also when we as black women are celebrating other black women to just celebrate them yeah. and not, and not add extra. Yeah. So, um, one of our esteemed people from this country who's also won awards tweeted about the fact that, you know, um, Amanda Gorman's spe- uh, poem was stunning even on the page and it's perfect to inspire a nation. The odd cliche aside, her use of alliteration, assonance and half rhyme rhythms and antithesis make this poem memorable and quotable. Uh. Why did why did the odd cliche aside need to be there? Yeah. Why couldn't it just be well done? Why do why do we always have to prove that we know a lot? Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you get me? Like overall, it seems like a very positive, very celebratory tweet. But you could have just left that. You that's showing us how much you know words, right? You know that you could have left that out with all that intelligence that with, you've got, right? And so I just don't. And and again, I think that that was one of the things that took me off the internet because mm. I was just like, this is exactly what I mean about Black Britain. And this is exactly what I mean about it, that somebody can do something. And even when it looks like you're praising, you've still put something in there. Like it wasn't necessary. No. It's and that- there's another day that you can go about critiquing the structure and whatever. But do, do we need to do it the day after the inauguration? Not on the day they're being celebrated. No. So that just kind of showed me all that I needed to see. And I was just like, you know, what? I'm not even beefing you lot. Um, 
like that. Like you've achieved your things, you've won your prizes and I've even talked about your prizes on this show, but I can't stand by and be like, you know what, this is okay. And I'm glad that other people didn't stand by and be like, and say that this is okay. Um, you know, there was a tweet that says if I were 23 years old and I'd been asked to perform a poem, poem at a whole presidential inauguration, I'd be pulling out cliches everywhere. And I thought, there we go. Yes. You know, like, let just people have their things. Yes. Let people have nice things. So, yeah, I, I just mm, didn't like it. Didn't, didn't like it. But it was just the perfect time for me to come off socials because I thought this is exactly it. We always want to fall over ourselves to be like, no, I know what how this should have been done and I've got the perfect example and da-da-da-da. Just shut up. It's perfectly okay to just be quiet or yes. before you send the tweet, look at it and be like, does do any of... To, yeah, do I need to be part of this? Does any of this even make sense? Could I just take out this bit? Do I have the range? Right. And the thing is, some would argue that you of all people have the range and it's because you do have the range that I would have expected you to take out that cliche bit. Yes. Because it wasn't necessary. It really wasn't. You know, that could have been saved further down the line. But no, I have to say it right now. The odd cliche aside. Mm. As if we're all not using cliches. Are you not a cliche? Biche? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so that's that. That's that for Shay, you're magnificent. So just going to go ahead and big up this week's um, show sponsor who are Skillshare. And um, yeah, we'll do that and we'll be right back. So Skillshare are out here doing bits, doing bobs and allowing you to do bits and do bobs. No matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes because time is really what you make of it and we were literally discussing that today like you know manifest the things that you want for your future self so with Skillshare you can find inspiration in the moment and learn how to express your creativity um and on that subject I've actually seen that Skillshare now have one of their classes on there that um is called creating your dream career undercover um uh, sorry uncover and apply your creative strengths and that's taught by Holly M. Collie Murchison so that looks um, like something that you can take up. Like if you want to start manifesting this dream career of yours while you're in lockdown 16,000, then that's one thing that you can um, consider. So um, Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. So with so much more to explore, real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare truly empowers you to accomplish actual real growth. So bring colour and beauty and fun to your 2021 Um and just create beautiful, wonderful things. Um, Skillshare is very affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops that nobody can really go to now anyway. So you might as well just do these things online. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com forward slash straws. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com forward slash straws and get a free trial of the premium membership. So jump on to Skillshare.com forward slash straws and go and create something beautiful beautiful okay now we're going to move on to so you mad now for so you mad so you saw that tweet that um kim put out <laughs> i don't know why she keeps doing it does she like aggravating people i think or she is, does because or, or is she just that's not she's just not that self-aware the lack of self-awareness is shocking it's absolutely shocking so just so that i, I think for some people who don't know so kim has decided to tweet a video that apparently she was sent now in this video it was a viral video what went around a few months ago probably even longer than that with you know black prominent women in the industry or black just black women that we know in general mm. familiar faces you know uplifting 
their fellow black queens. Yes. You know, and they're saying, hey, queens, hey, hey sister. Queen, yes, hey, sister. Yeah. And you're not sister, sister. <laughs> sister. I want to, no, we need to clear this up. No, 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 no. Don't laugh because if you laugh, they think you're joking. We need to really clear this up. White women cannot be sisters. <laughs> Guys, no, no, no. Because you see so many of them getting confused with yes. the whole thing. No, no, no. Whenever you see sister, so that's with an A-H at the end. They're not talking about you. No. They're not talking about you. You cannot raise your fist. <laughs> when they say sisters... That's on... That, come may, through. Maybe. Come, come through. through. You can maybe come through. So I just want to let you know. So anyways, they're doing all of that talk in the video. Kim decides to tweet. What does she tweet? I received this... Oh, I have to read it. It's Kim. <laughs> I received this from a friend this morning and it came right on time. <laughs> But I pass it along to all of my queens this morning and it made their day too. Pass it on to uplift someone today. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's not even that big a deal because at the end of the day, I guess what she's, it's a, it's a positive thing that she's spreading, right? And we need to be seeing more, um, you know, black women faces. Yes. However, it's it just it's a running theme with Kim Kardashian where she's now kind of aligned herself with blackness. Yes. Which is quite interesting. But she's aligned herself with blackness for the longest time. Like that is how she's managed to build the career that she has. Yeah, but, but no, no, she's aligned she was aligning herself, but now it's like, sorry, I'm probably using the wrong word. Now it's like she identifies as a black woman. Yes, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, what yeah. where my concern is that if Kim, if you watch that video and it touched you <laughs> the way you felt it did black women <laughs> and you're so confused with all of your privilege you watched that and you thought you know what they are talking to me i've been through so much especially with kanye like i've been through so much and i know i i i feel it guys i feel it, I feel it. <laughs> it's so funny when she's you know because obviously when you look at her face you look at her chest she looks tanned right yeah. and then when you see when she does like more kind of like long shot videos you just see this white hand <laughs> <laughs> this 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 white hand <laughs> and the hand is so white and veiny i remember her saying during lockdown the first lockdown and she was just like guys my hands are so pale and they were like no You're that's white. just your actual, they're just your actual color all this spray tanning that you've been doing your hands are just your actual color and because you've spray tanned and you've done all of that like you're so kind of desensitized that's, yeah. that's the right word to your actual skin tone that yeah. it just doesn't even look normal it doesn't look right to it you it doesn't at all um, and I love so that funny. somebody tweeted at her and they were like, did you notice any difference between you and every woman in that video? <laughs> hey, queen. <laughs> hey, sister. That oh has to be God. the name of this episode. Hey, 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 queen. Hey, sister. <laughs> because it's just like the level of audacity. Like, you know what these all these women have gone through individually to be where they are. Something that you would not actually understand because you are part of the contributing factors as to why they would have gone through that where people are happy to take faces like yours um, people presented it in the package that you're presented in and uh, so as to not have these women right and so they are giving themselves messages of resilience and you've come back and said that this you're way. uplifted <laughs> talking about and what okay no good good definitely a good topic what is it with people you know, deciding to uplift people that shouldn't be uplifted or that they shouldn't be uplifting. Right. Like, okay, so we've had this Kim Kardashian thing now. Just to go off it, there's this artist called Danny Lee. Oh, yeah. 
Now, if you don't know about her, she's dating the baby, not mm. little baby, dad baby. Yeah, because they're many babies. But yes, there's quite a few babies. Summer Walker's having one. Yes, and all of them have, seem to have babies around the place. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's dating dad baby. And um, last week, or I don't know, the beginning of the week, she decided to come out with a song. And just, you know, quick disclaimer, song was horrible. Okay. Not even because of what she was saying. The song was just really, Shit, really bad. Yeah. yeah, just terrible. And um, she she decided to call it Yellow Bone, and she said that she was going to uplift all her Yellow Bone sisters. But even Yellow Bone being a derogatory. Uh, oh, I don't even know where we want to start. Let's yeah, okay, th- th- there's okay, that, there's okay, that still. Okay. But you know, you dig a little deeper. Danny's not black. So, so what Yellow Bone do you have? What Yellow Bone do you have? And how can you, as a white girl, wake up <laughs> one day and say you want to uplift light-skinned women who are uplifted? Every single day, they are uplifted through media. They are uplifted through everything, Latin, music, yeah. everything. We don't. There's, do you get what I mean? There's you uplift people who aren't up. Do you get what I mean? Who aren't up, up? Who aren't lifted up? Right. So you, she's decided that she wants to uplift her yellow bones. You know, I don't know what yellow bones she thinks she is, but she's decided wow. she wants to uplift her yellow bone. bone. You, that's what she is. <laughs> you are a spray tan bone, right? <laughs> Oh, they dragged her for filth. Good. They dragged her for filth. She was more deserving of that kind of treatment as opposed to Kim, in my opinion. I think Kim is just like a funny thing. No, but... no, but Kim has been around for much longer than Danny Lee. We can argue that it's because of Kim that people like Danny Lee can exist. Fine, good. Because Kim has been um, co-opting the black aesthetic, if we can call it that. I know that there are many conversations we can have about that, but she's been co-opting many things that black women do and are denigrated and vilified for. Kim has been co-opting it for decades and she's made her come up um, off her proximity to black men mm-hmm. as well as her co-opting of images of black women to, pr- to, pr- to put herself where she is she made it so fashionable but more importantly she made it so profitable Mainstream. to do that mm-hmm. that other white girls have come through and they've tried to do the same thing this is why we have black fishing notice that black fishes they don't ever want to be dark-skinned black no women. no they no, no. want to just be on that precipice Th- of that like, ambiguity yes Yes, and I'm I'm with you on that. I hundred percent agree with you. And I think it's so funny when you know you speak to light skinned women and they like they act so unaware as to their pretty privilege. And it's just like no 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 no. You know that you are racially ambiguous. You know that you can give me, I don't know, Albania mixed with this or mixed with yeah. that. You know that you can pretty much be from anywhere or all of that. And then now you are now using that to your advantage. So you've Danny Lee, you've looked at yourself and you said actually if I was black, yeah, I would be a yeah, a yellow unquote, bone. Yeah, quote unquote yellow bone. A yellow right? bone. And then we've got red bone and you don't understand how these even these terms are um you know flotsam of just the 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 the, the sea of um and the the waves of of colonialism and white supremacy when you're 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 identifying these people in this way because what you're saying is that yes you're black but you're not that kind of black. thank you you're you're, you're black, black. yeah you're a de- you're you're a desirable black yes like if you were black you would want to be me kind of black yes 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 and so it's just really a problem and it's oh horrible. i'm gonna it's it was one thing if a light-skinned woman was actually turning around and being like i want to up, um, uplift my light-skinned women because i'd still be like shut the fuck up but, but you when just, they don't even do that right because they know that they don't need the uplifting right <laughs> but some of them are delusional and they really do fine, believe that they fine. do and the moment that you try to talk about colorism they get upset and they'll be like oh but to the rest of the world we're all niggers no 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 so behave um so yeah it's one thing but you're not even black 
So, no. so your God. your input in this conversation is mad. They, or even, or even when they are right, this claim to blackness is always so. It's oh my God! It's like a oh my dad was quarter black, but actually, let me tell you a fun fact: he grew up all around black people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like oh, it's, again, it God. goes back to the problematic nature of the one drop rule, the and even that, rule. and even that being um, a white supremacist um, just weapon and we have to sit there and be like, oh, the reason that they had the one drop rule is because black was so abhorrent to whiteness that it was just like, yeah. Boom. As soon as mo- you're, you've got that one drop of blood. You need to get the fuck out. Right. You're not you're not entitled to any of these things. So that means that then we have people like um, Giselle and Robin in um, Real Housewives of Potomac and just very colorist, just very horrible. Yes, but they would be like, yeah but, yeah, but I'm black. So I can say these things. I'm black. Yes. I'm constantly reminding you, I'm black. Yeah. And like, okay, but you also understand that within your black you have a lot of privilege because you don't look dark skinned you understand that yes, right there's that and it's also when you look at these women you actually realize that they are happy to be black because they know that their looks and pretty much that their, their facial yeah. features aren't exclusive to black people yes, and yes, actually yes. if you were considered as white there'd be nothing special about you yes so that's that that's that kind of thing i always kind of feel like you know these people who look that way kind of wanted to be the special one kind Within of wanted to be the community. exceptional yeah, yeah. kind of looking black person so really and truly i'm just like no 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 when i look at you i'm gonna go by what i see you yeah. as you are a light-skinned person yes and when i and even talking about like different shades, like even we, we, me and you, me and you go back and forth on it. But you would come and tell me, oh, people say you're dark skin, and you're like, no, because... and I'm like, no, 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 because if you call yourself dark skin, what well, am I? Yes, it, yes. I it erases women that look like me with yes. my skin tone because yeah. I'm dark. Yes. I'm darker than you. Yeah. So it's just like I think we all need to maybe come together and just decide on what the shades. About, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are we really what talking, are we talking about? about? Yeah. And it's when I was even looking at what was happening, um, and I'm going to say her name with Slumflower. Yeah. And when she turned around and she was like, oh, you know, you've come to me. When she DM someone and she was like, oh, as a dark-skinned black woman. And people are like, yo, you are not. Or somebody that's lighter than me. Or however she phrased it. I'm, you know, I should get my phrasing right. But she basically kind of set this... Um, kind of demarcation and said you are lighter than me and so this is a violence that you're doing towards me and mm-hmm. a lot of people were like but you're not a dark-skinned black woman as in terms of slum and I thought that that was interesting as well because mm-hmm. it's literally the conversations that you and I have had that people are telling me that I'm this way and I'm like well no because there are women who are darker than me who get a lot Much of that violence you, yeah. yes yes um, so it's 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 definitely interesting. I think the one drop rule has kind of kind of finished us a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, there is nothing wrong with identifying as mixed race. There yeah. is absolutely nothing wrong with identifying as mixed race. While we with... still have the construct of race, and while the construct of race is very much still um, a device that's used by society, it's important for us to realize the races that contribute to um our identities. Perfect. Because to pretend that they're just not there. It's a bit unfair to yes. those who feel the, um, a lot of the violence from identifying wholly as just a particular just, identity. Right. It's, uh, it's absolutely erasure. There's no way I can go out one day and say, oh, I'm mixed. People be like, well, mixed emotions. <laughs> like, you, do you get what I mean? There's, 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 you know, there's a privilege to these things. There's a privilege to your skin tone, your but shade, all of that. But then it's interesting that you're saying that because you could very well still be mixed. Mixed you know? emotions. No, no, you could still oh. very well still be mixed race as we, you know. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Of course, but yeah. Because you're not light skin, skin, because people equate being mixed race to being light skin, and that's not actually accurate a lot no, of the point. time. Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. Because when we look at um, history and we look at, you know, um, especially um, 
you know, um, friends of ours that would have, for instance, grown up, for instance, even in the Caribbean, mm. they can look just as dark as you. But if they trace their their, their ancestry back, they're going to see white people there. Yeah. You know, so that, so that that darkness has contributed because of where they lived and all of this, and, yeah, and just just how their ancestry is played out. But it's interesting that when we're having these conversations, we're usually talking about lighter skinned people. Yes. And and what that means, and you know, then people start looking at texture. Hair texture becomes a thing, and you know, um, eye color becomes a thing because there is just that obsession with all of it, and it's really exhausting but you know when we look at somebody like kim kardashian who has no business being in any of this but because of how she's tanned herself done her lips done her bum done this done that you're presenting yourself in a particular way because you want to align yourself to a particular aesthetic that is akin to blackness but not too black that it becomes undesirable right because blackness when it's on a woman is oh no 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 we don't want that but blackness when it's on a man or yeah but it's the same things about hypersexuality about all of these things but you just prefer it when it's embodied in a man yes um so yeah i just think that that's all very interesting how all of these dynamics play to her favor and i would really just without her sometimes not even needing to do much as well a bit. but i was going to say that like how much of it is she aware of yeah and I was even going to ask that as well, but... You but know, she's aware of a lot of it. I think she's aware of, of a, lot, a lot of it now. I think she's probably at the stage now where she's realised that she benefited from something that she didn't even have a hand in. Um, but she's I, happy to but continue. But she's happy to continue. I think one of the problems is, is that she's telling us that, yeah, she's studying law, she's studying law. So actually, no... We 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 now know Kim that you can pick up a, pick up a book, or you, you can pay I mean? people to come and read the book to you. Right. So why can't you pay black women and pay them well to come and tell you? To basically come and drag you professionally. Right. I'll happily do that. If you lot know Kim, tell, give her my rate. I charge $1,000 per hour. Um, I'm happy to sit <laughs> down with Kim and, tell, and, and give her a professional dragging professional. and tell her how everything that she's doing is a problem. And she can choose after getting all of that information to be like, I don't care. And I she's think that people have told to, her. Yeah, I think she's likely to continue yeah. to do. I don't think people have told her though. I actually don't. I think there's a privilege that also comes with money where it's like you can have people around you that all agree with you. And Even you will black n- women. Yes, yeah. and you will never hear anything different. And you also have to bear in mind, let's be let's be real about it. They do have a few black people around her. Did she always make sure that um, a black woman does um, North's hair, North yeah. and Chicago's hair? They don't let anybody touch the hair except for, for this few group of um, black women apparently. Yeah. Their nannies are black. Okay. Yeah. They so always, they also, they all of them love black, black nannies. So they, so they like black women in subservient roles. Yes. Fulfilling the mammy trope. Yes. I've always, I've always thought that was problematic. And if you see a lot of these celebs, even these white actor celebs, you know, white woman with white man, behind them is a black woman holding their baby. Wow. I'm shocked that this hasn't even become like a proper... Because they know that them black women, they, the, they are the best nannies. But then it's interesting because then when you depict black mothers in the media, they're bad mothers. Yes. You know. Good. I'm glad you're saying that. So all of this is very, very problematic. Go and look at the top, top celebs, Mariah Carey, all of them. But she's also best friends with like Serena Williams. You can't have seen the treatment that Serena Williams has received and think that you are in any way I, I just aligned. Be- I don't believe. I, I don't believe any of these celeb friendships. I only believe the celeb friendships that we do not see. Yeah. The ones where it's like, oh my god, did you know that these two people were as close as they are? Like me and Beyonce. Yeah. I try to keep like, that off the podcast and stuff. Like you and Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely like you and Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce would have unfriended you from ages ago if that was the case. Because you are... To, to Beyonce, you'll be very problematic. Let me, let me put it that way. 
But no. Beyonce would be like, I can't do, I can't Beyonce do Beyonce would be like, no, 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 leave me out of it. In fact, if you say my name again, Kelechi, we'll fight. I, I, will I, I gave you, you 10 ADAs <laughs> and you are not listening. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish was one thing, but you, you are another. Right. No. <laughs> so no. But um, I like that one um, white woman tweeted exactly what I would expect a white woman to tweet. It's sad that we forget that all women have struggled with equality. Can't this be for all women? I'd like to be a queen too. And then she puts a white woman emoji shrugging. We didn't all have silver spoons. This is the house I grew up in. I cut myself out of the picture at some point because I was ashamed and embarrassed. And so um, she showed us a picture of a living room that's a mess um, and said that that's where she grew up. I just, I just don't understand. These these white people who grew up kind of fairly poor are so quick to let us know that they didn't grow up with a silver spoon. But it's like, you're completely missing the point. Yeah. You know, you didn't grow up with a silver spoon because you just happened to not grow up with a silver spoon. It was just, I guess, luck of the draw, right? Right. I didn't grow up with a silver spoon because I'm black. Right. And it, the probability of that is very high. Right. So... I, I don't know. I just these these points that they think they're making. Sometimes I'm just like, hmm, you need you need all a slap. women, all women. Why is it all women when it's time for black women to celebrate themselves? Why do you suddenly all become preoccupied with all women? I wasn't talking to all women. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to other black women because they have a specific experience that um I know viscerally. So I'm talking to them. Yes. If something in it sparks joy in you and sparks some kind of affinity with you, that's fine. And I think that maybe that is what we're finding in this situation where Kim was like, oh, that sparked something in me about the struggles that I face. But I think that if you are truly aligned with black women, you would also in that moment go, but I'm not going to post this and center myself yes. in it. Yes. And I would have appreciated it more if like, again, hire someone to drag you professionally because they could have written that tweet for you very, very differently. Yes. While I'm aware of my privileges, I just want to put this out to women out there to let them... Yes. Something... I mean, you still get dragged because people will be like, so you're still aware well, of your privilege. Okay, yeah, but it would be more of like a banter thing. Yes. I think it's one of those things where it's like... She could have... You're right. She could have really tweeted that video, but it's a caption to go along with yes. it. Do you get what I mean? I think a lot of people forget that like we will be more than happy to appreciate... Things like that from people who are aware of their privilege. Yeah. Just put your hands up and say, yeah, this is what I know I benefit from. This is this, this is that, this is that. At the end of the day, we all know we cannot kill you because you didn't ask for this yeah, life. Yeah, But to act like you don't have any privilege, like, oh, it's like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's where you start gaslighting the whole community. Yeah. And... But I, I don't know. I think from with Kim, I'm always in two minds about her. Sometimes I really I feel like she's super problematic, and then sometimes I feel like the internet just loves to hate this woman. But I it's think that that is the existence of a lot of people on social media, especially if they're very hyper visible. And we see what's you know in terms of even the UK scene, what's happening right now. Somebody can be problematic at the same time, can also get disproportionate, yes. disproportionate criti um, criticism and hate and hate. You know, and, and so two things can be true. More than two things can be true at one time. I can think that you're a problematic individual, but at the same time, identify that the way that you are being treated by certain parts of the internet or the world is disproportionately horrible. Um, and that's just my general view. I'm, you know, about a lot of things happening right now. That is my general view. Yeah. You know, I can see that somebody can be harmful with some of the things that they do and also see that. But you specifically, why did you come with the Vim? And why did you come with the Vim? And why did you come with the Vim? Oh, so it, much of it. And they come from nowhere and they just attack and attack and attack. 
Oh, anyways, we'll we'll, we'll, leave, we'll, that. we'll leave that. There. <laughs> we'll leave that there because you, know, you know we can go to some things. We can, but we said we'll leave we'll it. Leave we'll it. leave it. Um, because I know what people are like. Yes. like Collection Sadiq said no. Nope. Um, but yeah, <laughs> talking about um, you know, the gaslighting and the misbehavior that we see um white women try to bring forward at times. This year one day and Lucy thing. Can you fill me in? Oh my God, it's been going off. So the year one day and Lucy thing. So for those who don't know, year one day we are talking about the Love Island twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. We have to be sure. 2019. 2019. Yes, think, 2019. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, yes, we're talking about the Love Island 2019, uh, where Lucy or an article has come out about uh, Yewande bullying Lucy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even go into the article. I just saw Yewande bully, and I just thought that's definitely a lie. Yeah. And then actually, Yewande's friends, such as Amber and um, another white person, is it Amy or something? Yeah, I think I mean, so. I might have made that up. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone else came out and said, "Actually, no, 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 no. This is not how it happened." You, Lucy, don't mm. learn or whatever you want to call yourself. You refuse to get Yewande's name right. Mm. And that is where the problem started between them. Mm. So, um, you know, all of this is coming out now and it, also it sparked the conversation around, you know, you know, Nigerian um Nigerian people who live in the UK and you know, you're you're going to work, you're going to these different spaces and people are trying to give you new names, they're trying to give you nicknames, they're trying to shorten your name, all because they don't have the energy apparently mm. to get your name right yeah so this happened now and then um yeah one day has come out with a statement um have i sent you the statement yeah i saw i saw what she wrote and i just thought that i was angry that she even had to write all of that but it's again she's explaining to a white audience because you're definitely not explaining that to me as a black person but a lot of them from love island will have like you know a white audience this is Yewande day who I didn't watch. I don't watch Love Island, but the fact that she was, from what I hear, she was rather quiet a lot of the time. She was rather quiet. Look, I'll be honest about Yewande. day. You know, there were certain times I was watching the show and I was just like, Yewande, day, just, just let your guard down a little bit. Just kind of have a little bit of fun. But now I understand why. But now I understand why, and you realize that they are condensing more than twenty four hours yes. into a forty five minute show. Yes. So what you're seeing is a snapshot, if you want to call it that. And already the producers already have a script of how everyone's going to be played out. Right. And and Daniela Dash wrote a really great article about this a while back as well. But um, it speaks to my experience when I was on um um uh what's it Ultimate Hell Week Special Forces Ultimate oh, Hell geez, Week that was years ago that was like two thousand and what sixteen I went oh, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, so I went to South Africa with BBC to do special um, Ultimate um, Hell Week, Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week, and it was like their second season. And the first season they didn't have black women, so they actively went out to go and seek black women. So I remember going to the fitness week- weekend, and I got through, and I, they brought me on. So I was I ended up being the only black woman that made it onto the show. And so the premise of the show is that they were going to put you through the training that they put the Special Forces through, and you just have to survive. Exactly, yeah. But me, after a few days, I said, yo, no. No, Did I'm not. see you crying on one of them. Exactly, exactly. Episode three, where we had a Polish <laughs> I started crying in that episode. No, it was episode two. I started crying in that episode, because I said, me? I'm not doing this with y'all. <laughs> Because why it was so horrible is because, again, like you said, they are condensing, they're condensing like 48 hours in our case, mm-hmm. 48 hours into a 60 minute episode. Mm-hmm. And they already, from the interview stage, they kept trying to say to me, oh, but you're really angry. I'm sure you're really angry and that you don't really, really like authority and things like that. And I was just like, no, I'm pretty cool. I'm all right. Yeah, you know, I'm, you'll piss me off. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. But then they, even then with 
how measured I was about what I said in the interview that when they did the VTs and stuff, they still managed to find clips to put in the main ep in the main series to make it look to make it look a particular way, and the whole time I kept watching my myself like even when. And I've told the story on this podcast before, but it, it goes with what's happening with Yewande, that when we got there, one of the... So we stayed in a hotel for a few days and, and we trained um, to get, you know, acclimatised to the um, altitude and things like that. And then we finally got taken to the set or, where, you know, the where we would be filming and doing all of our tasks and stuff and the barracks that we'd be staying at. And it was just in the middle of the woods. Um and so we arrive and the, we're sitting in the back of the um, army truck or whatever. And then suddenly they're like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. And we have to jump out of the truck and lie down face flat on the floor in the dirt. We're still wearing like our clothes and stuff, like our civilian clothes. And I had on, obviously I had on my Vibrams because I knew that running was going to be involved somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I had on my Vibrams and everybody had been talking a talk about they've run how many marathons and they've done this and they've done that. So we get there now and we're lying in the dirt, facing the dirt. And then um, the guy who's um, leading us um, at, for that episode from the South African Special Forces, he's like, um, keep your face down. Keep your face down in the dirt. I don't want to see you look up. You keep your face down in the dirt. When I say you look up, you jump up and you start sprinting. Okay, you start <laughs> sprinting is what I want to see. It's so good and, with the accents. <laughs> oh my God. And I was just like, okay. So the moment he said go, I started blowing. I started sprinting for everything. And them times I was proper lean. I was mm. sprinting for everything I was worth. Mm. I was the one, the woman, that, the only woman that kept coming first every time we had to sprint. And he would change the distance, he would change the direction, tell you to get your face back down in the dirt, all of this stuff. Still kept coming first. Then it came time for people to pe uh, pick their teams. A black guy from Manchester loves white women. A white guy um, are the two team captains. They have to pick, they don't know what the task is. They can only judge off what they have just seen us do. Uh. I was the last person to be picked. <laughs> I was the last person to be picked. Oh God. And then Reggie came right in my face and he was like, so how does it feel to, to be, be the, the last, last person, person to be, to be picked? picked? <laughs> <laughs> well, Reggie. And I wanted to say <laughs> my mind. <laughs> For real. Ooh. But I was just like, it's very interesting that although I was the fastest sprinter out there of the women, I was the last one to be picked. Um, I don't quite know what to make of that. Funny that. But fine. Lo and behold, I mean, we're cool now, but the black guy, he ended up tearing his groin. He had a groin injury. He couldn't, he had to leave very early on in the show. But that's what happens when you try to do bad by mm -hmm. a baby girl, mm -hmm. a divine baby girl, mm -hmm. right? But then it was things like that that kept happening throughout the show that I ended up deciding to leave. So the way that they've framed it is that I left off one task where we had to hold our rifles out and just hold it out indefinitely. And that that exercise, that task is Fucking a motherfucker. It's horrible. Yes, it's because painful. the rifle doesn't even weigh that much. But when you have to hold it out that like that, Long, ah, and you don't to, know how long it starts to feel like a bag of rice right you don't know how long you'll have to be there and that's what plays with you because yeah. if they said to you you're going to be there for five minutes you'll be like okay you can, I'll firm it you but you don't yourself. know yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't know and that's when we had the American Special Forces the Marines that guy he was horrible because he was smiling in your face but he gave you the worst tasks and so before that we'd already gone through sleep deprivation so much there was one white girl there 
who just knew how to sleep with the right people. So when it was oh, wow. time for us to have a task, they would have already told her that we're going to be called in the middle of the night to go and do, um, to get beasted outside. So she would then go, ah, my foot's hurting. And then she'll go and sit in a medical tent and she would not have to do the exercise. Oh, so now that, so, that's, <laughs> so now that we've been beasted through the night, we get up in the morning and we have to go and do these tasks. She's all fresh. She's all fresh because she didn't have to fresh, do any of that. Alive, Meanwhile, she's still coming last. So I don't know how she made it to the, the, the end of this process when she did not do anything the entire way. But it was interesting how the narration was done where, oh, you know, she's really coming into her own. Everybody that was part of it said this girl did nothing. Sounds we like all whiteness. saw it. We saw it. She did nothing. So I just saw that and I thought, this is what constantly happens to black women when they are... Um, invited onto TV that they want to frame us in a particular way. When did I get the most airtime when I was on the show? When I pulled off, when I decided I'd had enough because I knew that nobody was supporting me, definitely not the black men that were there and mm-hmm. um, taking part in the show. Everyone was out for themselves and if they weren't, they were all together in like a clique. Mm-hmm. So I just thought to myself, I'm going to get seriously injured if I stay here because there's nobody that's looking out for me. So it's best that I go. So when I lose my temper, I pull off my mic and I'm walking off. Suddenly all the cameras are running after yeah. me. Oh, Kalechi, how are you feeling right now? Okafor, Okafor, what are you feeling right now? And they're following me and I thought, because this is what you wanted. This the whole time you, you were trying to piss me off to this point. And even then, I was still, when I gathered myself, I was still composed. I didn't shout. I just said that I'm over it. And then the um, American Special Forces guy came to come and speak with me. Obviously, the producers told him to because they weren't ready for me to leave. They had it in their script, uh, ideally, when I would be going. Uh-huh. So they probably wanted to save me for an ep- um, episode to do with water. Uh-huh. But I d- said, I'm not staying. So even Did they I- have the chat with you on camera? The American, yes. the American, yeah. Yeah, but they, I don't I don't think they used it in mm-hmm. the end. Um, So he chatted with me. He was like, oh, I really want you to stay. And everyone was like, we really want you to stay. And I was thinking, by that time I'd clocked. The, the jig was up. Yeah. I knew what they I'm needed going. me for. Yeah. I, and I knew I was going. But I thought, okay, let me play along. So then we now go to go and do the rifle exercise. And we were there. Mosquitoes were like flying in my face. Flies were flying in my face. And you know when you just have that moment of realisation when you're like, I'm not a dickhead. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not a dickhead. Like, I actually don't need to be here. There's uh-huh. nothing that I'm going to gain from staying here. So I was just like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And they were like, oh, well done. Da, 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 da. You know, you lasted. Then other people were like, oh, you know, she was quitting. But, you know, I'm never going to quit. I'm going to stay to the very end. Because you're a masochist. You will stay to the <laughs> very end and you'll let them treat you this way. I realise I do not need to be treated this way. Sorry. And so I'm leaving. And I, I left and I went to the production house and I was eating well. I was drinking wine. I just wine. up everything. Ah, yeah. I relaxed. I slept well. So I say that to say, like, how Year One Day was shown... It's interesting because there were probably times where she was laughing, she was kiki and she was having a great time. But that didn't suit the image of what they were doing. Yes, and that's right. And to be fair to them, you can kind of tell that like they were they they definitely recognised that Ye Wan Day was probably the darkest skinned woman they probably ever had in the show. So they were trying to you kind of tell they were trying to be careful with how they handled her in a way. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Making yeah. sure that, you know, she definitely got with some guys, one yeah. or two at least. Making sure that she got something. Yeah. But in the end, it just it just wasn't enough. Do you get what I mean? And I could just imagine the amount of anxiety she was feeling where, you know, feeling like, okay, if I act this way, they're going to think I'm this. Yeah. If I do this, they're going to think I'm this. So for Lucy to, to, for them to come out of that article, for Lucy to say that is absolutely disgusting. It's anti-black, it's It racist. is anti-black. And then, for, and then for another girl on the show, I'll tell you something funny, another girl, on the show her name is Maura and she was Irish just so you know for those who don't know as well um, Yewande is Irish as well Nigerian Irish yeah 
um, thick Irish accent, all yeah. of them. Anyway, so Yewande's been on the show. I think Yewande goes now. Another Irish guy comes. His name is Greg. Mora, who mm. has experienced Yewande on the show mm. after before she's gone, she says to Greg, oh gosh, I'm so happy. There's finally another Irish person. Oh my the- God. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. She goes, I'm so happy there's finally another... And let me tell you something funny about that Mora. <laughs> that Mora girl, when Lucy was getting slated for saying that Yewande was bullying her, Mora sent her flowers. Of course she did. Of course she did. Maura sent her flowers. Maura sent her flowers saying, oh, girl, you know. Sister. S- stay in there. Hang in there, girl. <laughs> Hang in there, Hang sister. In- <laughs> Hang in there, queen. Queen. <laughs> so, the thing, so it's it's little things. But let me tell you, things like that, yeah, one day probably didn't even clock onto it. But why do white women only get with each... This is why I don't believe in white sisterhood, yeah? I don't believe in sisterhood generally at the moment. But I know that there are <laughs> there the are moment. sisterhoods. There are sisterhoods around the place. But white women specifically, there is no sisterhood with white women because you lot only gather when you smell blood. Yes. Yeah? It's interesting that it's only when you feel like there's a downfall of a black woman nearby that suddenly all of you do... Band together. And you appear. But it's amazing how they're able to band together and just, like, even without, like, talking about it, just know that, okay, cool, we're coming together to defeat this person but we're not cool we don't there like each other there is nobody that hates a white woman more than another white woman <sighs> nobody but oh, what they are very good at is knowing when there is a common enemy that to hate to, yes that needs to be taken out quickly Ooh, and word. I noticed it even with the situation that we talked about with women's hour like you lot will, but then I think that the, the audience was split there because I knew that quite a lot of white women came to ride out for me yes, shout but out to them. because they've seen the light yes. you know so they, they weren't having any of the fuck yes. shit but it's just interesting how people gather you know and, and, and how white women gather when they feel like this is the common enemy and that goes to show you the very inherent um, powerful nature of whiteness in that probably it's not even conscious what, what Maura is doing. Yeah. She, she doesn't realise yes. that that's what she's just done. But it's just like, when in doubt, we support each this other. This is what we do. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. So, um, with, should, should I even read that Yewande's? Yes, please. Yeah, let me read that Yewande's statement so that people really get a full kind of gist of this. So, I'm surprised she didn't swear because I would have. Boy. So, Yewande goes, I think one of my earliest memories of racialized renaming was was when I was exploring different secondary schools. One of the schools I was interested in, by the way, I didn't end up going, asked me for my full name, which is Yewande Elizabeth Biala. After having difficulties pronouncing my name, she went forward and asked if we could just put it down as Elizabeth Biala, as it would be easier for everyone. In that moment, all I heard was that I didn't matter and I was an inconvenience. From that day, I made it my mission to make sure people knew my name was important. After all, that is my identity. Names are prominent identifiers that can often tell the story of one's ethnicity and cultural background. My name means mother coming back and I love it. There is a tendency for white European names and whiteness in general to be perceived as normative, whereas racial minorities with names of religious and ethnic origins may be seen as an inconvenience, a word. Examples of name-based microaggressions include giving unwanted nicknames. As I became older and developed my multicultural competence, oh, oh, sorry, as I became older and developed my multicultural competence, I decided to stop trying to make others comfortable at my own expense. It's important to recognize that asking for a nickname can feel invalidating. It makes me feel like an inconvenience. Also, ascribing a nickname to a person or participating in racialized renaming can be distressing. You, as an oppressor, have stripped me of my identity. You've taken my power in choosing how I want to be addressed. 
I corrected her multiple times. Lucy, she's talking about. Yes. I didn't mind because you are going to get it right. There was a moment just before a challenge. This was after three weeks in. She mispronounced my name. I corrected her again and her reply was, yeah, whatever you, wh- yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Nah. <laughs> I remember one of the producers putting her arms around me. Being black on TV means not ri- raising your voice, not being too defensive because you don't want to create the narrative of being an angry black woman yeah. or a bully. Mm-hmm. I am not a bully. It's such a huge accusation and one that should be handled very seriously. Mm. And lastly, I encourage everyone to be aware of racialized renaming and name-based teasing. I think we should all be working towards being better advocates and creating a different dynamic around these narratives. Very well said, Yeah, Yewande. Not, 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 not as much violence as I wanted. I would say, like, I would have... I should have written something similar after my um, Special Forces, but no one gave a shit. No one was really watching that. <laughs> but I, I, the only thing I would change, it, as it pertains to me, if I was the one that wrote this statement, is that where she said... Um, um, being black and, uh, and on TV means not raising your voice, not being too defensive because you don't want to uh, create the narrative of being an angry black woman or being a bully. I am a bully. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. I, you know, you, Thank you know you. for me, I'm just sorry. I, I am. Yes, start on you know, it. Yes. Bullying Let's works. Yeah, it know? does. It does work. You know, it does work. A sprinkle of it. Just a sprinkle. Just a dash. You know, the same way that you use your seasoning. Just a sprinkle. <laughs> that's like, that's honestly it. Because I think that some, I'm not a wilting wallflower. Mm. If you try me, oh. I will discombobulate your existence. Yes. So let's all respect ourselves. Yes. Let's have shame. Yes. Let's all have shame. Because maybe you, if I was a bully, you'd get my name right. Right. Because that's probably... If I tattooed it onto your forehead while you were sleeping, you you'll, know, you'll know what it says then. Right. Because you'll be crying it. You'll be crying it out loud. But even to, on the topic about names, I find it quite interesting. In my experience anyways, I mean, I haven't had tough names. Yeah. Um, so I go. I used to go by my middle name. Now I go by my first name, which is Sadiq. Even my middle name wasn't that hard. But anyways, in my experience, it's usually white women that struggle with names I find that white men most of them anyways I think we were talking about it one yeah. time because of football football yeah they can say it in a way they're just making me sound like a footballer they're just yeah. blogging blogging yeah, <laughs> do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean yeah. just make me sound like a footballer but white women it's like even before you've even said your name you can already see their tense in their face like am I going to say this name properly? I'm already not going to be able to pronounce I'm already that. not going to pronounce your name so I'm just going to call you Chris I just find it interesting like I did a couple of events last week and um Oh, let's all introduce ourselves before we start. Okay, my name's Kalechi. Oh, well, wonderful to have you, Kalechi, with us. But why are you doing that? Because I just told you the intonation of the my name. And it's not hard. And I like that somebody tweeted that why when it came to Yewande, she should have just said um, to, um, uh, what's her name, Lucy, when she was struggling, can you say, yeah, one day? <laughs> like, if you were going to buy something, yeah, one day. Yeah, so you're halfway there. You're 90% of the way there. <laughs> Even that is even helping them. I wouldn't. I'm not helping I you. Prefer, I prefer. I prefer renaming as well. So it's like, yeah, no, of course you could call me Chris. I'm just gonna call you Becky. Yeah. I'm gonna call you Becky Simple. with the good hair. That is what we'll be calling even you. Even the good hair itself. Yes. Is that is that when you're there? We're getting there. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just think that when people hear oh collection, they're like, oh, how many points would that be on the Scrabble board? So um, <laughs> someone said that to me before, and I was like, I'll punch you. Um, but I look at it. Can I call you Kelly? Literally, the only people who call me Kelly. Uh, Rihanna calls me Kelly, but it's yeah. literally because you know that's that's how we roll. Or um, Lammy calls me KC, but it's because she, you know Lammy's known me from um, from Brit school. Yeah. So there are certain people that call me a particular name that will let Casey you. Casey know... really stuck. I remember you. Were, yeah. Uh, that's probably the, the, the Brits era. That was yeah. yeah you were Casey. I was hearing Casey. 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 Yeah. yeah. And most um, 
people who are called Kelechi are called Casey. Yes. Yeah, so so, like... so it's not a, a big deal, really. But again, I think those times I was doing it as well because I just hated hearing my name mispronounced. Mm. So Casey was just easier. Um, but it's just interesting when they now tell you to spell the KC. Is that K-A-C-E-Y or C-A-S-C-A-S-E-Y? No, just K and a C. That's it. Crazy. So, but, you know, it just became too much. But you can tell when people started to know me based on what nickname they call me. But they are only able to call me that because of how well they know me. Everybody else, you call me Kelechi, you don't call me. Or call me baby girl. Yes. But you do not call me anything other than that. You don't. Don't remix. There was a podcast you went, I can't remember the name now, but he said your name and I was like, it was a very good pronunciation of your name. I was like, and he's white. I was oh. like, yeah, I can't remember. Maybe the, maybe Alex's podcast. I don't even know. Yeah. Name, but yeah. I've been on so many podcasts, but yeah, um, my name's a prayer. Like it literally means thank God. And that's what, like, yeah, one day's name, like she says, it means yeah, 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 like our mother has come back again. I would love to sit down with Yoruba people and talk to you some more about how our names are signifiers of our deep belief in reincarnation and how we can reconcile this if you want to talk about Christianity, but you lot don't want to have that conversation. But we do believe that um, people are born back into their families. And that's why we have um, Baba Jide. Mm-hmm. Baba Tunde. Baba Tunde. Yeah. yeah. Baba has woken up. Baba Jide. Baba has woken up and returned. And um, Baba has um, come back again. You know, like, um, it's such beautiful names. So to just know that people are taking the piss out of them, I, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. And it's funny to me, like, even somebody like, uh, what was his name? Um, they call me Yola Wola Bailo. Uh, Brian Brian from Big Brother oh my god someone needs to do a where he's in where is he now I (laughs) so hope he's gotten rid of that relaxer but yeah go on (laughs) he was doing wee wee twitter um (laughs) but um it was interesting to me and I found that extremely tragic because his name was his blessing his Yoruba name was his blessing but he hated the name so much because of how he grew up Ola Wale means that wealth has entered but he hated the name and just wanted Brian not to say that there's anything wrong with Brian like you'd be called Brian in it but to hate the name that is literally the prayer over your life it's probably why your wealth didn't walk in yeah but it's so i just so wish you didn't mention that name because it's such a trigger for me (laughs) i remember seeing him on tv for the very first time and thinking i don't even know you but i hate this i hate everything (laughs) i just hate everything obviously they ended up his story ended up kind of becoming endearing didn't he win i I think so yeah but he was really a nice guy he was out of all of it but it was oh it was triggering he's blue eye eye contact so Oh, it was so... And then the way he would try and, like, style the front of his hair. Yeah. It was just so, 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 so horrible. I, I so wish I never had that image of a black person in my head because yeah. it it gave me an alternative I never wanted. Yeah. But so many black men went through that phase and they just pretend that they didn't. I just... I, if I see Brian now and he's got those contact lenses in, well, we are rocking. <laughs> we are so rocking because that is... No, no, no. It wasn't even... It was so bad. I can't believe that he... He even went on there and he just acted like he just he acted like he had no idea he was black. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I feel like he even did that thing where where you ask him, oh, what kind of girls you into? He was like, oh, I like a dark haired girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) That's that's it. I like like a dark haired girl. Um, She's got to have a bit of bats. And then when he's finishing describing this girl, you find out he's describing a white girl. (laughs) 
The moment he says dark haired girl, I know that you're not talking yeah. about a black girl because you wouldn't have to tell me that. At that age, I thought though, I didn't know. No. I thought, oh me, okay, he wants a black girl, and he realised no, he's talking about a white person. White person, white person. There's just there's just lots of um, trauma about. Oh, I thought God. we would quickly touch on oh, yeah. um, Megan the Stallion, and we'll leave it there. We're going to talk about Kaya, but we already talked about um, colorism, and so we don't need to address Rick Ross and his lying ways. Yeah, probation officer. That's why people don't like to put. Oh, I don't want to say what I was going to say. I was going to say people. Certain people shouldn't be put in positions of power that's no, what I'm going to say but it was just funny how they and we're, now things. we're talking about it but that Britney whatever was just like and when she finished doing her horrible singing or whatever she was doing and they were like oh yeah your future's bright your future's bright and I was thinking are you talking about her future or her skin probably the both of them and let me tell you people like her they know yes they know what she because when she was singing she was moving her body she yeah, was really yeah. showing her assets yes yes, yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. to let people know that look the singing is just what's one your thing, selling point but my selling point is yes. my body <laughs> yes right. yes show but me your selling point there's that it's just one it's just weird how the clip just keeps resurfacing I think I'm getting a really strong um, I don't know if it's been with the arrival of Clubhouse but the topic of um, colorism is really sticking not not it's not to say that, that that's a bad thing but mm. it's just that i just find that it just kind of keeps coming up in everything we discuss but it will keep coming up because um you can't talk about white supremacy and racism and anti-blackness and not talk about colorism because it's definitely um an, a symptom um or after effect a tool of white supremacy mm-hmm. like so there is no way that we can't talk about it we can't talk about hashtag black love that you lot love to do hashtag black love but not talk about for instance how a lot of men black men dark-skinned black men in the industry do not want to be caught dead with um a, a darker-skinned black woman or, and everyone or, 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 or a woman as dark as them yes yes everybody has to be light bright almost white if not white <laughs> you know so all of those things are there so we the the i think that what they we talk about in therapy is that something an issue will keep resurfacing until you have dealt with it mm. as a global black community we have not dealt with colorism because we have not been um, able to overthrow white supremacy okay. so as long as that is still in play this is going to keep coming up because black women, darker skinned black women, will keep being at the bottom of the totem pole when all of this is happening. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's just, it's just to to feel like it's only been happening in the last three months. Then so aggressively, I'm just like, what's particular? What particularly? Sorry, has kind of sparked that? Yeah, but it's any conversation that you want to have. If you want to talk about the casting of Netflix movies and things like that, you're colorism. gonna your colorism. It's you're true. gonna come back to it. So it kind you of shows how much. You show it is. blackish or richish or black as fuck or whatever you want to call it. We're still gonna come back to colorism. Yep. It's true. There's no way that you can get around it. And, or maybe it's just kind of realizing that how how it is how much it is it kind of invaded our whole lives really yeah. so i think that's probably what it is it's just a realization probably not i think clubhouse just demonstrates i feel like clubhouse just puts the conversations that are happening out there in front of you yeah do you get what i mean so yeah there's definitely that but i mean i saw their one billion dollar evaluation and i was just like yeah Ooh. i mean and lots of people were talking about oh black people made it popular but we don't have shares in this we don't have shares in that but somebody else argued that well no venture capitalists and you know, rich people were on the app before we ever even knew the they app were, existed. They were, and they were fair. making some major deals because they didn't want somewhere that they made the deals publicly. They wanted a private place to make these deals. So they were there and then they finished with it. And that's when you lot jumped on and you want to start talking about millionaire mindset when the millionaires have already left. Yeah. And look, this is what I want every black person to realize that like, just like what we say in pretty much in every episode, like you are the value, yes. right? You are 
the thing, right? If, when you are downloading these free apps, nothing is ever free because you're you the are the product, yeah. right? So my thing is that, like, just become more discerning. If you know that you are that downloading the app and, and, and bringing your audience and doing all of this is going to bring value to somebody's company, yeah. don't. And this is don't. why I'm not so active on Clubhouse now. You know, I yeah, was, I've seen that. Yeah, actually. I was initially going in and listening and then I thought about it and I thought... So you want me to build my audience on here. What do I get in return? I mean, right. I know some people are making money from moderating rooms now and they're being famous. Oh, you, oh you haven't heard it now. Now you now you go into a room. I was in the room the other day and it was just a room about, um, oh gosh, it was, I think it was a room about how black men are always in black women's business. It's kind of like a, just a fun yeah. room or whatever you want to call it. I kid you not, they dropped an ad on uh, for a San Pellegrino. What? I was shocked. She was like, just so you know, this room is sponsored by San Pellegrino. Please make sure you get this and then get that and then get... I was like, wow. San Pellegrino. <laughs> wow. So these ads, they, they are adding. Advertising is, is life. You know I work in adver- I, advertising. Advertising yeah. is, is life. And I'm just realising how aggressive it is. She really dropped a San Pellegrino ad. She said the room is sponsored by San Pellegrino. And then that starts making you wonder how safe these spaces are to have these conversations. If, if they're sponsored by San Pellegrino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, that threw I mean, me you know, off. I was like, like, how did she get that sponsorship? And these are, no shade on the girls, these are beautiful women who, before Clubhouse, we didn't really kind of see much of them yeah. on Twitter. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. They are really able to kind of aggressively raise their profile. Yeah. Through Clubhouse, and you know, some of these, if we're talking about, if we're being honest, you know, some of these people aren't able to kind of convert their followers in the way that they should be able yeah, to. Yeah, so yeah. you're kind of seeing people popping on Clubhouse and they not, might just stay there. Yeah, do you get me? Back up. <laughs> yeah, but boy. I hope not. I hope that some of them are smart enough to know how to move these people and um, into somewhere else and transpose these numbers into something else. I hope some of them are, but they will realize how how just how difficult it is. Yeah, it's very very difficult. And I'm thinking about people who are very very well known on Clubhouse. Yeah, not clearing that many followers on Twitter. Not clearing that many followers on Instagram. Do you get yeah. what I mean? It's. But it's, then it's it, food for thought. It's food for thought, but we never know how these um, apps will play out in the future. Who knew when Facebook was going to die out and, you know, base, Facebook will basically be shorthand for you saying your backwards relatives that you don't really want to chat to <sighs> and friends from school. That faded out and that was all the rage. And then Twitter started popping, Instagram's popping. And I remember when I used to only use Instagram for the filters before everyone else started joining, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. So these things come and they go. So I don't know how it's all going to play out for them. But if we are expecting more lockdowns as we go forward, because, you know, the government still needs to get a hold of vaccinations and how this pandemic is going to play out you're going to find that it's it going to be relevant to for a while yeah, yeah. we'll see we'll, we'll so, see but i've definitely me too i've taken my step back from it I just yeah i just it. couldn't hack it anymore i just thought it i don't like it here and having to use my energy consciously to come in and give positivity by doing like um you know tarot readings, readings yeah. and things i just thought no i i can't keep warding off such negative energy i'm mm. i'd rather just leave everyone to it so i deleted the app and just left it as that and i'll come back whenever i see fit um i saw this tweet from um, meg the stallion um that she tweeted trauma is real i'm still traumatized from losing my mum, dad and one of my grandmothers and on top of that being shot i'm not open about anything on the internet usually because i like to keep my emotions private but i'm reaching my limit i'm going to keep staying positive i feel very sorry for megan the stallion i feel absolutely heartbroken for her to think that someone can can get shot and to have to deal with all of this negative press, it and for me it ruined the rollout of her album. Yes, a, a really decent album. Yeah, wasn't amazing, but a really really decent album. It ruined the rollout for it. The main issue here is that 
um, whilst they were updating the records for the courts, mm-hmm. so basically uh, the court dates for the trial for Mayor Gantori's uh, mm-hmm. gunshot thing um, was postponed. And whilst they were postponing it, it meant that it came off the original date mm. um, that it was meant to be set for. Anyway, someone took it upon themselves now to now come and start screaming, shouting, oh, um, Meg, the stallion, dropped the, dropped the charges on Tory Lanez. And even just, even just on that, yeah, the state was prosecuting Tory Lane. Yeah. So even Meg could have said she wanted it or wanted to not, it's not It's not her business, out of her yeah. hands, you yeah. know what I mean? So anyways, they were like, oh yeah, um, Meg has dropped the charges. I kid you not, the news was probably out for maybe just under an hour. Yeah. Who do you think came out in their droves to really celebrate Black men? Black men, they came out. They wow. Came out. They came I'm out. shocked. I'm shocked. Black men, really? You, you sound shocked. <laughs> <laughs> They came out, everyone's like, yeah, guys, now you can see, can you see now all of this? Can you see all of this, all of this now? Then Meg came back and says, no, 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 He's going to jail. Just so, just so you know. Hey, queens, hey, sisters. You're going to jail. Like, he, and she explained, obviously, that the court date had been postponed. Obviously, now people have now gone super quiet. But I hate that. I hate that, that you lot show up, you silence, but when you think that you've sensed downfall, and then you go quiet again, no apology. My issue is that there aren't enough apologies. No, there's never an apology. And the fact that she's dealing with this, and the fact that she was there, she had this bullet in her foot, and the social media have come together to gaslight her and said, no, how do you know it was Tory? Did you see it, Tory? Did you see him do it? oh honestly it's absolutely i genuinely genuinely feel sorry for her and, I, and you know i don't want to become one of those sad people that start you know feeling for celebs who don't even give a fuck about me but i think it's 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 it's, it's different with meg because it's different with meg and it's i think it's representative of a of a wider issue and i think in this case as well where meg is dealing with this it shows us that it could have been anyone any black so, woman. any black woman sorry yeah um, and this is how the this is how they'll be and treated it, this regularly happens to black women they just aren't famous enough for it to be news and and people in their immediate environments doing exactly what we've seen people do on the internet be like ah see 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 you were wrong the whole time and yep. it's it's really they were, sad they were frothing they were gagging they were waiting they're just literally praying to their Tory Lane god that oh. this Meg the Stallion doesn't win she is gonna win Tory Lane she will go to jail he had the effentry to tweet god don't play about me if god, god was hair you would have shot him <laughs> don't try it god don't play about you <laughs> well um I don't know about that because he could have given you more height <laughs> he plays about you he plays god, he plays loads god, of jokes god plays many jokes, jokes. On you. don't try it god plays many jokes so, and i hate that when you've moved mad and you're now talking about god's, god god's own you god's own way move waiting. god is with meg at this time or your your prayers have gone to voicemail tory lane's got to hell you know go and meet your maker fuck off no i just i i really i really really hate that for her and i hate more so that she's doing in her tweets what i've had to do so many times well not so many times but i've done a few times before where you have to list your trauma Mm. online so people can just understand or you're hoping that people will read that and be like maybe i should back off a bit but no, that they don't care. In fact, they Relentless. want you to list more of it yes. because really, what they want to see is you on your knees. They don't. They hate the fact that wait, all of this has happened to her, but she's still serving body. She's still a cutie. She's not in any mix up and blend blend. She's just minding her business. No, no, they want to see you on your knees. Her first performance, they were they were saying, "Oh, but you're dancing fine. You're dancing fine because that should be hobbling." And again, it goes to this thing that I spoke about. I said that there is uh, uh, there's been a common theme. It's becoming more aggressive now. 
and it's humbling black women. Some black women are even doing it as well. They're partaking no, it. No, they're the major participants. But mainly black men have always been, you know, they've always been part of this club. Humbling black women. I'm telling you, it needs to stop. But a lot of black women join them as a way of um, hoping, survival. I survival think. and looking for protection. But at the same time, internalized misogynoir. Oh, because as always. I'm always shocked by the random black women who pop out of nowhere. I've never. I don't think I've ever heard of them. Something will be happening with me, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I've been waiting because I needed to." Because this, this girl. Again. Oh gosh. Oh, finally, you guys know about Kalechi. And I'm like, what, what do you know? What do you know? What do you know? Instead of you to know how to place that wig properly on your head, right. just not sitting lopsided. Instead of you to know how to clean that crust between your eyes, no. Instead of you to balance your breasts, you don't know how to do that in your bra. <laughs> you don't know how to do that in your bra. But it's, oh, you, you lot finally know about Kalechi. Go and clean out your pussy. Focus on you, that. It is sure. And, and it might sound like a crazy example, but I knew that this thing was a true, true issue. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. I, you're gonna. I'm probably gonna get judged for it, but it was during the time it was the the Nikki hate train. I want to yeah. say 2018. My God, it was a sight to see. Mm. People love to to humble black women, which is why I respect Nikki for never ever in her career coming out to apologize for anything. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't be because audacious in that be way. Audacious, be audacious and be or be or be or be as audacious as the black men. Yeah, that get away with so many things yeah. do you get what i mean there's a reason why we're okay with jay-z spitting bars like i sold crack to my mum. yeah i beat the beat the cake or eat eat the cake anime eat the cake anime is that kanye just, no that's jay-z again in drunken love beat it up like ike eat the cake anime eat, he's talking about ike and tina turner ike used to oh like, jesus yes yeah. so of course why did i think that was kanye yeah okay Anyways, that was not song association today. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing that. I, I was trying we're to not say doing guests to put today, yourself sorry. there. Right. So I looked at that and I was just like, how is that okay that we're talking about the domestic violence that a black woman endured um, throughout her professional career and you think that this should be in the song? It's just, it's so many things. It's so many things. But there's so many things that we will never even know because we just, we happily let black men, in, in this case, get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but again... Because it's support the black men because the man is always trying to bring him down and, and the state's always trying to take them take them out. I noticed the amount of black women actresses who now probably don't want to be reminded of it, but they were very much in support of R. Kelly and, uh, you know, and Bill Cosby. Like, why are they... Even, uh-huh. even Harry Lennox. Yeah, yeah, or why are they the ones going... Why is Gail King and all of them doing these things? They're trying to take away our father figures and just... If that's your father figure... <laughs> that's your father figure. Oh, we, we you should be get, an orphan. Thank you. We need to get used to different kind of father figures. I'm so sorry there's just oh that's not my father figure no i'm so way. sorry father figure where but you know why aren't we saying mute weinstein why aren't we saying that why are we saying mute r kelly first of all because weinstein doesn't make music mm-hmm. so there's nothing know. to mute <laughs> but okay you really tried there mm. but these were big big actresses big black women that you'd expect better from and now because r kelly is in prison like they are able to just sweep it under the just carpet go silent. But, just yeah go but i'm just like at one point you were happy with all of this erica badu that you lot love off you love her up and down she's blocked me she was the one coming out and tweeting well maybe black girls would be safer if they wore longer skirts when they were around male teachers and da 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 and i thought oh <sighs> well when she decided to sell her um the smell of her pussy i'm fine you yeah i don't want to even get into i don't want to know and the bag lady, you can keep that. Call uh, Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> that's what know, she should do. That's what she should do, because <laughs> I don't want to know. But I just hate that Meg had to appeal to the 
um, empathy of this mm -hmm. audience by being enlisting all her traumas mm -hmm. and saying that the reason I, I don't talk about all of these things is because I have to keep going. And you, and this is why the strong black woman trope is so damaging because whether you, you're, even when you're trying to show vulnerability, people don't recognise vulnerability as strength when we are talking about black women. They don't recognise it. Nope. What they want is an unfeeling black woman that endures all things and, and says nothing and never complains. And that's unfair because this is why black women are dealing with so much trauma mm -hmm. across the board. And I just hate that for her, that even after listing these things, people would still be like, yeah, but, yeah, but, because ultimately you're just not used to black women succeeding. No. Nope. And succeeding in the way that Meg has, for for, for what for, right, and for what feels like a, for a, for a lot of us in a very short space of time. Yes, and again, it comes back to the jealousy thing. You know, again, it's 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 envy, it's jealousy, and it all contributes to this kind of feeling of yes, we need to humble this black woman. She's gotten yeah. too big, too big for her shoes, and it's always a thing where it's like you know people love the underdog story because we have to. There's we have to admit we have. A very weird obsession with the underdog. Yes. You know, and yeah. I don't understand why we like that as people. We love the underdog as soon as they make it. As soon as they trans transcend that sort of force field where it's like they can be controlled by us, like we are the ones that place them there. Once they transcend that and you feel like they no longer need you to dictate how their success goes, suddenly it's like, no, they need to. we need to bring them back down. Humble, and they can humble, see humble, you humble, humble. getting to that. They can see you get into that level where you're just moving away from them. Mm -hmm. And that's when they become even more vicious and you know i'm not um, at meg's status or you know a level currently um but what i will say is that i feel that mm -hmm. and this is a partly the reason why i was just like i'm not fucking with the internet and you lot for a little bit because it's like i sense that i'm going greater and and and, and higher places you lot sense it as well you don't feel like you have a control or a say over what's happening in my life you've never had a say but now more than ever you it's very clear to you and that bothers you. So it's like, no, let's... What? Why can she make videos and she's criticising the government and she's swearing and she's doing this and she's doing all of that? And no matter what's thrown at her, she will always have a comeback and she's ready to go. Why is that happening? No, we need to take her out. You can't. You need to humble her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how people get struck by, um, by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know... But struck. anyway, let's just um, wrap it up then. Let's wrap it up and finish with um, Straw of the Week. I think Straw of the Week, we can just keep it cute. I was going to mention the fishermen who are upset about the new Brexit policies. They don't feel like Nigel Farage was really backing them. But you voted for Brexit and now you're wondering how it's affected you as fishermen. Oh God, I didn't even hear about that story, but I'm so happy for them to get a straw. I'm really happy. They use can your, just have a straw without even... Use your nets now because your nets can no longer really be used to gather all the fish that you were used to grabbing before. Use your nets to gather straws and Fuck your mum because Please. this is what you get when you do clownery the clown can no longer fish oh yes right <laughs> so there you go good for you but then the um actual main straw of the week <laughs> has to go to sainsbury's because this is the second time in a, in, oh, in this many weeks that that's I've my heard. favorite local come on Sainsbury's. <laughs> what are you doing this is the second time in as many weeks that you lot have moved mad firstly somebody ordered non-alcoholic um, oh, yeah. beverages from you and you sent them alcohol <laughs> so you are a problem but then the actual straw of the week comes from um, Paula Akpan. I was reading her tweets where she says, Hi, Sainsbury's. My friend, a young woman living alone, recently had one of your drivers deliver her shopping. This driver then returned two hours later at 10 p.m. with another crate. He said he forgot but stated, The real reason I'm here is to check you out again. When she complained... <laughs> Look at your face in wow. shock. 
when she complained to you all she got back was sorry for the inconvenience our drivers normally don't do that is this how you protect your customers Sainsbury's answer quickly <laughs> it was the answer quickly that threw me um and then um the independent covered the story and, and Paula says grateful that my friend's experience is being covered but it's wild to me that Sainsbury's have stated that they are in contact with her and are urgently investigating someone from the executive team was meant to call her yesterday they did not um after telling me to dm them on wednesday no one has gotten back to me seems like a lot um seems a lot like sainsbury's are trying to save face publicly via press and social media but doing absolutely nothing for my friend who is genuinely worried for her safety if sainsbury's quietly takes action against this driver without an actual strategy that centers my friend and her well-being i'm personally worried that he'll vindictively return to her address seeing as he knows where she lives that is terrifying that is actually terrifying. You saw my face. I was yeah. just like, that can actually happen. And he knows where you live. He knows where you live. I'm sorry, being a woman is the ghetto. I'm so I cannot. <laughs> right? I could not. I couldn't. Hey, I sister. Couldn't. Hey, queen. I couldn't. I couldn't. I could not. I cannot. I could not. I'm in shock. I, to have something to say, I am in shock. But this is, again, why we need to talk about the toxic um, um, manner within which romance has been presented to us as we've grown up. Mm. A film somewhere probably has this as a storyline and it's romantic. Yes. Yes. Oh, I came back because I've come back for you. I just had the I just had a feeling I, I couldn't let it go. Yeah, I feel like we connected then. When I was handing over the crate, I thought that our eyes connected and I felt something. And so I came back, you know, I'm taking a chance. You know, I'm taking a chance. And this is why I see, this is we people were having the conversation um a couple months back. They said men are actually fearless because You've come back to the house. You don't know what I've got in this house. You don't know if I'm a sadomasochist. You don't know what I'm into. You don't even know if I'm a mammy water. You don't know. You, <laughs> Siri knows. You don't know any of those things. And this I is why I say, yes, people like that. You Doing deserve my to be, weekly shop. People like that deserve to be poisoned. You know, come into the house. <laughs> just lead, poison, poison him. him. Yes. Lead him into the house. Ask him if he wants something to eat. Obviously, it's just, just a joke. Don't do no, that. Do not. Ask him if he wants something to eat. Put something in the food. Just the boy I love him. Just poison <laughs> him. I would, but it's it's uh, seriously it's terrifying because you're thinking to yourself, fam, this is my house. It's not even like I can now like run away from this house. Now you've come back at ten p.m. in the night. In the night. In the still of the night, you returned like a thief in the night. You returned. Not not knowing. Anything Do you even know if I have you? a partner? Yes. Do you know if I, for instance, let's have this in the heteronormative sense. Do you even know if I've got a crazy boyfriend? Right. That is then you knock at 10 p.m. So that's what you were going to do. You've knocked at 10 p.m. If a man now answered, you'd be like, oh, I forgot this crate earlier. Sorry about that. And then you'll go. And then that'll be the end. Or what? What? What would have happened? So you had the, the crate was a cover story. Is the crate even mine? Somebody, things that you wouldn't, you shouldn't have to question, you would question. Because the crate can't be mine. Or did you come to the door? You saw that I was paying. <laughs> um, then you said I'm going to hold a crate back and come back later that tells me that you've done this many times before yeah. it's the same guy like the guys and I used to know them during uni right that used to work at like car phone warehouse and things like that and they, a girl would come in she'd be cute they would log her number on the um, oh, screen I've, I used to work at front yeah. I've seen loads of that and, and they would give it to their brethren and or they'll keep it for themselves and I remember one guy calling my friend and being like oh you came into a store a few week, a weeks ago to come and upgrade your phone I just haven't stopped thinking about you um, so I just wanted us to meet up one time and she 
went and met up with him. Oh, no. But but she, yeah, but she's just wayward. She was wayward. Um, so she was. Like, uh, <laughs> it's not how I expected. Yeah, but, she, but she was going to meet up with him because I guess at that point it was just like, well, how how else are people meeting people? Fine, yeah, it was a different time, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, but it is. It's sick. It's, it's very sick. It's, it's very, what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, it's very, 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 very sick. And men will only understand until it happens to them. Even if even and some people like to do the whole thing of oh, what if a gay guy? No, I don't even believe in doing all of those examples. What if a girl that you just were not interested in, yeah. that you didn't find, you didn't find Remotely her attractive, attractive. Yeah. in the slightest, yeah. you make you feel uncomfortable. Right. You wouldn't like it. Do you get what I mean? It's, it's, I think, I've, I've always thought it was weird. It's creepy. The entitlement that men feel towards women at any point in their day, like you could have not brushed your teeth, you could have not um, taken the crust out your eyes, you could have not combed your hair, you could have not washed your balls, but you will walk out in the street, you'll see a woman that you're attracted to and you will make a move. I think that that is so audacious. Assuming that she would also be interested. Right, right. I think the worst thing for me is seeing this 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 one Twitter um, tweeter that I'm thinking about. Not like facially, just not unattractive in the face. He mm-hmm. is. He's not. And but always kind of in women's business. Yeah. Always like coming to the Lori Harvey and like coming to like really good looking women and just like always just. Do always... you think that they would be interested? but <sighs> in you're like four. <laughs> he's like four feet eleven. He's he's Stay honestly horrible out looking. Of people's business. But no, and I think that this is why people do do that though, because it's just like, I I want to humble these conventionally attractive people. I want to let them know that I don't think that they're anything and I can show that how beauty is actually a problem um, in our society. So I'll talk about them any which way I want. I've actively not even commented on the Michael B. Jordan and the Laurie Harvey thing because it's not my business. You're two very good looking people doing stuff that very good looking people tend to do, whether it's um, stage, whether it's not. It's not my business. You guys do. You look very attractive together. Enjoy that. Cool. I, I feel you on that. I do feel like it's a fake relationship. But yeah, no, I agree. Like, leave people to do what they want to do. And I also feel like when you look at Michael B. Jordan and you look at Laurie Harvey, I feel like those are two people or kind of like a good example of two people that can fetishize each other. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Yes. Without there even being any problem. Yeah. But the guy that I'm thinking about, the tweeter that I'm thinking about, he, he's, he shouldn't be allowed to <laughs> want... No, 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 no. It's not even that Laurie Harvey is better than, better than him because she's not, but he shouldn't... Laurie Harvey don't look like you. Do you get my point? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Thank you. People but, like MJB and Laurie Harvey, you guys can, you guys can, you match each other. Forth, yeah. You match each other. You can sexualize, you can fetishize each other, right? But you? No, it's 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 a madness. It's a madness. But no, back onto this case, I've it really oh, really yeah. scares me because I I remember talking on the show before about a guy who a woman came to have her bloods done. She went to hospital to um, you know have a checkup and she had her bloods taken and stuff to be um tested and he started messaging her on instagram because he found her details like he had her record her and, medical record yeah and he started dming her on instagram and when she tried to complain about it on twitter or she tweeted about it basically and droves of people came and said you're so ungrateful he was just trying to be romantic gosh you're gonna lose him his job why are you doing this and like yeah he should lose his job because mm-hmm. you're not meant to do that with clients inform- or patients Romantici- information romanticism at work but this is what like Hollywood has given people. People yes. feel like anywhere you can make a move to anybody. You know, oh, I'm your doctor, but we fell in love. Oh, I'm your shop assistant, but we fell in love. No, sometimes don't fall in love. Please. Be professional. Focus on your uniform. And, 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 and exercise self-awareness when shooting shots. Please, just be a little bit more self-aware. But if I didn't take that chance, when would I? Never then, never. never. And look, never. the world didn't stop spinning. Right? 
There'll be other chances for you with other people. Just this one, you have to let it go. That's audacious. I really hope that Sainsbury's guy um gets gets fired. He needs to he needs to be dismissed with the quickness. But the way that patriarchy works, he'll tell that story to his friends and they could very much show up and start harassing her. You know? Like mm. it's so scary existing as a woman because it's just like especially now someone knows your 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 proper proper address. Oh No, I get it because you know what, in, in, in all honesty, these things may not happen where they come back and antagonize you, but just the fact that you have to think about it, mm-hmm. there you are. That's and the you're problem. always and you're always your on edge, yep, and consider- there you are. That's the problem. But on that note, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that sent me such lovely gifts to the studio and the care packages and things over the last week, especially after receiving stupid hate mail. Um so I really, really appreciate that to kind of balance out the equilibrium i really appreciate you all for trying to balance out my energy i've got the most wonderful body butters and things now so i'm gonna be trying them out so yeah i really really appreciate that but um yeah you do consider i've always had to consider my safety um always but especially when horse poo was sent to the studio in clapton when we first opened and that was an industrial estate that i'd have to walk through at night when i finished closing up and stuff so Mm. You know, it's it's really hard out here for black women um, and for women generally, for all women, for our queens and our sisters. <laughs> um, but no, it's really, really hard. And uh, but as a black woman, no, it's tough, man. Um, but we persevere and we just hope that people see our humanity and understand our divinity. And we don't have to sit on the Internet listing it to strangers so as to get them to back off. Um, instead of do- you know, um, as opposed to them dogpiling. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it. So Sainsbury's, you can you know use an orange straw to suck out your mother's because your customer service is a disgusting, abysmal. Oh, a mess. And you need to sort that out. And that driver, you're not romantic. You're just a dickhead. And you can take a straw from one of the crates you're delivering and suck your mum because I, I, it's just horrendous at this point. Creep. But that's that's it. That's it for this week of um, SYM. I've been Kalechi Okafor. I've been Sadiq. And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your, your Mum. And you can find us on, we can find me at Kalechi or at Say Your Mind Pod. And you could find me at Sadiq OJN. That's both Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, and that's pretty much it. You can support the podcast, watch my new like videos and pick up our readings on patreon.com forward slash for And thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring this week's episode. And yeah, I guess we'll catch you later. Have a wonderful week. Peace. Oh, you said it instead. Yay. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls. You need to hear this. Sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are go sippy. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.